Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and I've got Alex Jones and, uh, oh shit, Jamie, your fucking hell, Jamie, oh. your camera just, yeah. you, it's too, it's too no, low, your, dude, you just your head, your, your, half your head's cut off, dude. What's wrong, what's wrong, is it too zoomed in or something? Yeah, just zoom, just zoom in uh, or something. Maybe, yeah. Okay, one sec. Oh, come on, dude, be more professional. Is that fixed? Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> what? What's wrong? Something's happened. Something terrible. Oh, my no. God. Bam Bam Bigelow's in the house. No, same old me. Same old you. Just uh, you're, you're missing something, dude. Something's something's missing. Yeah, you know what? but I feel more complete than ever. So, is that a new is that a new t-shirt? No, I just trimmed the beard a little bit. I think that's what's ah, necessary. All right, okay, like okay. nothing major. Nothing makes, well, makes hey, sense. listen for for people listening to the podcast because we are available on a podcast platform of your choice as well as on YouTube if you want to watch what we're looking at right now. But Jamie has shaved and his you do. head. It's the quarantine, baby. Anything goes. It's the I'm quarantine. Right. It's a strong look. If ever there were a time to do stuff like this, it's now. That doesn't mean I necessarily did it on purpose, but here uh, we are. I did hear yeah. a rumor, though, that you had a, a bit of an infestation of lice. Is any <sighs> any truth I can, to that? I can neither confirm or deny. I'm going to have to leave that one to the imagination. But uh, here hell, we are. Enough. At least you can see the scar a little bit better. Oh, nice. I don't know if like plays well on camera. but uh, La- Ladies love a scar. Oh, hell so yeah. you're in bit too close to the hairline it makes everything look a little bit uh uneven but there we go you like you've, got that, you've got that kind of like dipping down in the middle of your uh, what's it like called it? widow's peak is that what yeah, it's called? yeah, widow's yeah, yeah. Peak, i think it's called yeah I don't you know. can see how thick jamie's hair is because even with when it's all shaved off there is, is dark there's a dark shadow there yeah. of like yeah this is where i should I, be I, i'm not gonna lie dude i think it suits you i mean do you know what everyone's been saying that but i think they're just being nice to me um no, because you because you know that there. I don't need to be nice to you if I if I think you look like a yeah. Prick, but I'll also, the first it. person you compared me to was Bam Bam Bigelow, which is Bam Bam Bigelow is a, a legend. What are you talking about? He's a legend in within a very specific context, a context that I don't belong. If I was a professional wrestler, then hey, throw those compliments my way. But uh, yeah. is this? Did you shave your head because you want to do your album stretch marks? Basically, yeah. This is the yeah. start of my transition into. I'm either going to be uh, a hip hop star. Or a Nazi by the end of the year. That's basically wow. the pledge I'm making to the Super Show fans. Strong. Those Fing- are the only two options you, you can go. Hey, I mean, there might be a gap in the market for that. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there who, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't get into it too soon. But uh, well, I, think I, could, I think I could appeal to them. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today because. Uh, you know, good old Jeff Keighley and his, uh, his summer of gaming is, is is taken precedent of a lot of uh, stuff and a lot of interesting announcements that we're going to be going through a little bit later. But, you know, to begin with, just to let you know, we're on YouTube, as I said before. We are also on Twitter, at Super Show Pod. We're on Instagram, even though we haven't posted a, a picture since, like, I don't know, Insta. January? But you could follow us there yeah. if you want. That's yeah. at Super Show Pod. Uh, and we are available on all major podcasting platforms. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, some of the other lesser bullshit. Just, just check it out. We're probably there. Uh, and also want to say that this uh, podcast, this beautiful, comedic gaming podcast, is, of course, only made possible because we are sponsored by our lovely patrons. And... Uh, they are on screen right now, and we have a, a couple of shout-outs to give. So we've got Brett Zerbrick, Hacksaw Book Read, new one from Matthew Fronzo, Mindful Pig, Peaswad, Tristan Harris, William Sherry, and of course the big man himself, Lonnie fucking Thompson. Oh. We love each and every one of you, but Lonnie just that little bit more. 
you know. Shout out to the boys. I love all our patrons. I think they're all fantastic individuals. You are, I'd like you're... to get to know them a little bit better before I declare my love, but so far, things are going great. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm going. I'm saying I love them without knowing them. I think it's safer. Wow. Okay. Money can buy love. Um, uh, but yeah, if you'd like to support the show and make sure that we can keep on doing what we're doing, and hey, even get uh, access to our Discord server and a few uh, additional pieces of content that are Patreon exclusive, then go check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash super show. Now, because Lonnie Thompson is the dude with the biggest balls uh, at the moment, um, <laughs> He, he, he put through a request of something for us to chat about. So before we get into the news, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought we'd just, you know, we, we'd, uh, we'd indulge Lonnie Thompson for this one. So he wanted to know. Uh, if and we he's got talk- big balls, so we're yeah, in trouble. Balls, so, you know, he wanted to know uh, if we could talk about the first game we played where we realized that we loved gaming. Or, you know, it could be anything like what our first game was, what our first kind of submersible experience was. First game that we couldn't put down, even a first game that we faked being sick for. It's a good question. Well, a couple it's of a great questions, question. I guess. Yeah, I mean, just, just you know, it doesn't one. have to be super formal, just like a, a nice discussion about gaming. I'll give you one, all right? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get this ball rolling. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I think it was my second last year, so that would be standard nine, or was it standard eight? Either way. Um, South African, man. It means nothing to me. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Like the second or third year before you graduate. Chris, um, there's nothing standard about you, mate. <laughs> thanks. You uh, are special in every way. More than you know, buddy. Uh, but yeah, Diablo 2 was uh, my my jam in a big way. And it came time to study for exams and I didn't study. I played uh, Diablo 2 and I must have passed that year with about 1%. And I was just like, oh, my God, what have I done? Should have studied a little bit at least. Uh, But, yeah, so first game that you fake being sick for, it wasn't that. But, uh, you know, almost failing high school because of a game. I think that counts. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Um, All right, I'll go second. I've... For me, it's, it was more like a time period and a few games as opposed to sort of like one game specifically. Um, but I think it was, um, I think I've probably must have talked about it before on the podcast. So I'm talking the period of my life when I was playing like Joe and Matt Caveman Ninja on the snares. I was playing like Super Probotech's Alien Rebels. It was um, <laughs> uh, Aladdin. All these, uh, oh, uh, Royal Rumble as well for the snares. All oh. these games that were incredible. And I used to play, uh, me and my brother used to play co-op. Um, I think Turtles in Time as well was, was like this sort of couple of years of my life where I, I suppose like it's, it's weird because um, the question is more about like what games made you realise you're into it. I don't think I ever realised I wasn't if that makes sense. It just was yeah. something that I always I'm kind, did. I'm kind and of it, with you there. And when you speak to someone else and they're like, oh, I don't really play games. And you're like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, yeah. what do you do when you're at home? And you've <laughs> gotten like, and they're like, oh, I, I just do, I've got hobbies. I do other things. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. But it's kind of weird, yeah. right? Like, so obviously we're, we're all gamers. We've, you know, grown up gaming, blah, blah, blah. I've got friends that aren't gamers at all. And it, it's weird when we say like, oh, when was the first game that you like played? Or it's like, I don't know. I've been gaming since I, as far right. back as I can remember and before. And it's like, you ask those dudes and they're like, oh, I don't know, fucking FIFA 96 or something. It's like, oh. it, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's so weird to think that like there is actually such a, a divide as it were. Like, 
I can I can remember the first game. There's a game I remember playing first. Not sorry, not first. Like that had a date, so which was Batman 1989. So that oh, was the right, first yeah. game that was How dated. Old would you have that been then seventeen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been five, I think. Five. Okay, yeah. So yeah, um, that's how maths that, because that, um, yeah, that came out when I was five. And I could, maybe the game came out the year after in, the, in 90 or 91, so I would have been like six. Was maybe. that on, on um, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES? Uh, it was on quite a few, but I had it on the Amstrad. I don't know, oh. I don't know which one, but... Of course um, you did. Of course, because that's what we had. We Before we had a SNES, I had an Amstrad. Uh, and, a P, and I think a PC as well, after the Amstrad. But that, and that game was the first one, like I can say, this had a date attached to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's the earliest I, I, I remember playing that game uh, on the NES, although we didn't have a NES in South Africa. It was called, it was like a, an, a cheap knockoff called um, Golden China. Well, <laughs> the but it Golden played, China. It played official game still? Or did they need to be uh, Oh, no, you well? just went to the flea market and bought fucking bootleg games. <laughs> right, of course, like, yeah. <laughs> and sure, and, yeah. and they, were, they were quality, but yeah. Um, and I remember driving up to Zimbabwe to see my parent, uh, my grandparents in Harare, and uh, taking taking the NES with me, uh, and just they had this like tiny little room with the TV in, and I just kind of like sat there for the whole fucking holiday. <laughs> this is being yeah, that's wicked. But, I love that sort of stuff. That's great. I was reminded about this the other day, actually. Um, I think it was an Instagram post saying like kids these days will never remember the struggle because back in the day with the NES and the knockoffs, the way you connected it to your TV was through the antenna and kind of like piped it in through your antenna signal. Wow. Yeah, you had a you had a little split. You could, then you could get a splitter, couldn't yeah. you? That you could switch game antenna. And you went, just went in the same port, I guess, as the yeah. antenna. So it wasn't any RCAs or any fucking HDMIs or SCARTs or any of that shit. It was like, no, motherfucker, we're, we're taking over the television. It's yeah. cool. I think the, fir- the first, about being submersed in, sorry, Jeb, before James goes, because mm. I know he'll, I think, I don't know if yours will be this, Jamie, but the first game I remember being super submersed in and finishing it and being like, that's one of the first crazy, like amazing game experience was probably Metal Gear Solid, the, f- um, the first ah, one. okay. I think wow. I was a bit too young for that. I think Metal Gear Solid would have come oh, okay. out when I was about four. Um, ah, right, okay. And so I wasn't, I was just actually going to pick up on what Chris was saying about what the, uh, <clears throat> I guess the, uh, the current generation of younger people are going to go through and how different it was compared to what we went through. Even, you know... Us three, even though we're not exactly the same age, I've got younger brothers that I've talked about before, and every now and then I have to kind of pinch myself and remind myself that one of their first consoles was the PlayStation 4, and the game oh, that mad. he grew up with was <laughs> Fortnite, and he really liked Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Minecraft, so he's going to get to our age That's and mad. be sat on a gaming podcast fucking... <laughs> you know, 10 years in the future, 15 years in the future, and you'll be like, yeah, I guess my formative game experience was Star Wars Battlefront 2. I was about four years old. When I- <laughs> but now, I, the other thing I was going to agree with completely was yep. this whole idea of, I don't know how some people have such like a perfect crystallized memory of everything they used to play and when they used to play it. And it always bugged me as well when I'd watch... Uh, film directors being interviewed and they talk about what the first film they went to the cinema was because oh, right, yeah. it's such a formative experience and you'd get like David Fincher being like yeah I was uh, 18 months old when um, <laughs> I went to see Gone with the Wind and uh, I just remember weeping when the credits <laughs> rolled and, and I'm sat here thinking like 
I remember going to Tarzan when I was six and my brother started crying, so we had to leave. <laughs> like that, is that my version of that? I don't know. And gaming's kind of the same. Like the first games I remember playing, which I guess you kind of hinted, you said Aladdin Jonesy. And weirdly enough, despite our age difference, Aladdin was one for me on the PS1, though, uh, yeah. not the Mega right. Drive or the SNES. And uh, A Bug's Life and Tarzan, as I mentioned in the film. Uh, I remember those were the first games my dad started buying me because he realized I couldn't play his PS1 games anymore because I think at some point the idea of a five- or six-year-old who got really into Time Crisis started to scare my mum a little bit. And um, that was when the light gun got hidden in a drawer that I couldn't reach. Oh, wow. That's a great trick. uh, I I already use, I'm sure Chris will soon, is that just put things high. And then the kids are like... Can't reach it. I'm too small. Although Chris already has a stepladder in around the house for the drawers that he can't reach. Yeah. So those- <laughs> I mean, the sad thing is I can't even deny it. <laughs> oh, um, I, the problem is uh, my kid's got to the point now where he just climbs stuff, so it's more dangerous to put right, it up exactly. high. Yeah. I, uh, I really wanted to. I, I just, can yeah. I just come back on what Jamie said because I do think because I had a really funny one this morning. I know we're going to talk about it. I mentioned it briefly, but um, so my uh, my oldest is just four basically um and earlier on today i was sort of catching up on the games fest from yesterday and we're going to talk about it later but some of the unreal engine 5 content for corvus was i was watching on the tv and he came and sat next to me and he was like daddy what's this what what's this game and i, I was like oh this is the this is the playstation f- game on the playstation 5 it's going to be and then it, i ha- it dawned on me that his first games are going to be on the ps5 like that generation mm. and it blew me away because i was like you are a one lucky little <laughs> bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. a, I, I got three quick stories in terms of gaming that you know we can, we can cover a bit. Um, one of them where it's maybe not my first like most submersible experience, but one of the submersible experiences for me was going to a friend's house. Uh, he had just or I had bought uh, Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Okay, first that was a cool out. game, man. It was a cool game. Uh, and I played it and I was like, man, this is cool. Let me take it over to my friend's house. Now, my friend's dad had this like massive sound system and we connected his computer to the sound system. And I'll never forget, like I was close to like, however old I was, 12 or whatever. I was close to fucking jizzing Coming, all over yeah. the walls, all over his house. Because <sighs> in, in that opening mission in, in, I think it was in Egypt, uh, in the desert where you're going... Uh, at night, you're in the truck and you're infiltrating the uh, the Nazi stronghold, and you've got an M1 Garand, and just the sound of that pa 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 ping. Yeah, but like that's it's the fucking, ping, isn't it? Yeah, but ping. the ping as if I, I was that. in a fucking cinema. It was ridiculous, and I was just like, "This is the best game ever." You're not going to get mm-hmm. better than this. That was one of them. Um, that. <laughs> I love that. that those, that's like James said about sometimes you struggle to remember moments. It's great when you do get those standout moments oh, that yeah. really like stay with you. Yeah, yeah. Another one True. was uh, went to a friend's house for his birthday party, and he his dad had bought him a, uh, a Sega Mega Drive and Mortal Kombat Two. Uh, obviously, we'd we'd been playing Mortal Kombat at the arcades. Uh, this was the first time we got to experience it like at home, which is really cool. And I just saw all the blood and guts, and we're trying trying to pull off all these fatalities and failing and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, after that party, I went to my dad and I said, dad, listen, if you really love me, you're going to buy me a mega drive and you're going to buy it. <laughs> and my dad was like, to his, to his credit, he was like, I will get it for you for your birthday. And then when my birthday came around, we went, we got a mega, uh, mega drive and he bought me Earthworm Jim. So that was cool. Nice. Oh, 
Wait, good so game as well to get combat, or did you rather get uh, Gym at the time? I, I think by the time my birthday had come around, like Mortal Kombat Two was kind of like old news. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, and then the uh, the third one is uh, something that I've mentioned before, so I won't dwell on it too much. But previously in the podcast, um, is when I was young, I was like fourteen years old, and I had to go for a back operation. Uh, and it was going to be like a pretty heavy operation. It could have been like a, a 50-50 kind of situation. And my dad uh, bought me Star Wars Episode One on the PC. <laughs> nice. And, and before, before I went in for the operation, and I was so excited. And I looked at the back of the box and I read the specs. And I was like, my, my face just like sunk. I was like, Dad, we can't run this fucking game. <laughs> and my dad, my dad looked at the box and he goes, Huh, okay. Yeah, don't worry. When you when you come out, we'll get you a new graphics card and you just fucking play it. So that's always been like, that's my, my number one golden fucking experience with, in terms of like picking up games and playing them. Like, I fucking love that game. I'm sure if I went back to it now, I'd fucking hate it. And I know it didn't, <laughs> didn't score highly, but that game will always be a fucking like 98 out of 100 game for me, no matter what. It's a nice story. Yeah. 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 Any, any other kind Should of like- Should we move on? Uh, you want to oh, move sorry. on? You don't have any. any I was going to say, should we move on to the comment? Love video games. Oh, well, I think that's why. That's kind of what I was saying. Is I don't remember it being a game. I remember more being like not realizing I didn't. Yeah, it was more like the thing. Yeah, yeah. The life of a gamer. All that's right, why I think cool. probably your kids will be into it as well. Because I think one of the reasons why it was like my dad just bought all this shit. My yeah. dad bought a PS One <laughs> and a yeah. PS Two, and I don't remember asking for a Game Boy when I got one. I think they probably just bought me one to keep me quiet and to keep me... <laughs> and it, it works. I mean... Well, can you imagine how cool it would be if you were growing up and it was like, oh, what does your dad do? Oh, my dad runs a, a fucking gaming podcast. Well, on you. Do, Ste- do you know what I mean? Like, Steph, we're, Steph's we're in dad a great was a game journalist. Yeah. Steph's dad, and uh, yeah. he's got one of those Steam accounts that uh, you can buy anything on and you yeah. don't have to pay any money. That's mental. That's so cool. Yeah, but what I'm so saying cool. is, like, our, our kids are gonna fucking love us when they realise what we're <laughs> what we're up to. Well, if it, well, well, or they hope. won't because they'll be like, "You're such old nerdy gamers. You don't like any of the games I like. Yeah. You, uh, you, you just talk about this boring old shit. You don't like Fortnite Five. What the fuck is wrong with you?" Anyway, <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Uh, now, the past couple of weeks, you guys haven't really been doing comments of the week, so I thought I'd get a juicy one. All right, okay, okay. nice. So, this one is coming in on YouTube from Padpin1. Hey, guys, been following you for a few years. The three of you definitely are the best chemistry of any other games channel. Thank you. Uh, including what culture, PlayStation access, game ranks, etc. <laughs> despite the fact that I love the above. Fair enough. That being you. said. Now, you see, this This is how they get you, right? This is how they... They, they, they it, lure you in. Yeah, it's it, what is like a feedback sandwich, whatever they fucking call it. Anyway. Oh, uh, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> That being said, I do miss your combined lists as these were genuinely some of the best YouTube videos I've watched. I know you've said you don't like being forced to constantly pump these out, but do you think you'll ever produce these again along with the podcast episodes? So that, Yes, that's- 100%. And there's two of them coming. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're committing to the already. Alex Jones. Yeah. Eager, if anything. Um, so I, I, I chose this one because I thought it was, it was worth kind of bringing this up first of all yes we are fucking great so thank you for not doing uh, no that's that's not the reason i chose this um just to kind of let people know that like a the podcast is not going anywhere for as long as we can manage it and afford to do it right like patreon is keeping this uh, this clock ticking and it's gonna tick for as long as it ticks and we're, we're quite happy to carry that on um 
because the thing about about Patreon is it doesn't matter how many views you get per se because you you're making it for a very specific set of people. Obviously, the views help, yeah, and we will always kind of do what we can to increase views. But yeah, I mean, it it does take the pressure off. But besides the podcast, we've we've got a couple of ideas brewing. Um, nothing super concrete yet. Uh, you know, they could be six lists. They could be not six lists, but just lists. Um, like I said, we've got a few ideas. We're working out some details. And basically, we're going to see if we, we feel that we could do it justice. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever go back to like just churning out lists because that was towards the end of it, a, a very hard kind of thing. Because once you scrape the bottom of the barrel and you realize you've got more years ahead of you, you just go to the next barrel and then scrape the bottom of that one as well. So if we if we come up with any ideas that we think are worthy of a list, we'll do that. If we think there's any video ideas that are not podcast, you know, and we, we've got a few ideas. If we think that they're good enough, we'll, we'll bring them out for sure. So, you know, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure the bell is on. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but that is how you can tell if we've got some extra stuff going. I think as well, like, I don't know if you guys would agree, but we we kind of got stuck in a bit of a rut with those back on the old channel in that we had we felt like we had to do them. Yeah. And I suppose we don't want to do the same thing again um, here. So like, yeah, I think like you said, Chris, we're, we're, we're thinking of stuff behind the scenes, aren't we? And we're, we're trying to work our work through that and work out what we want to do yeah. because we don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we this have, is not all it's going to be. We, we did more to out, come. We did put out a, a bit of scripted content for Doom. And it was, uh, God, I can't remember the title of it now. It wasn't that long ago. It was like, what makes Doom so special or some, something like that. And I thought, I thought it was a really good video. I thought it was like right up there with some of the best um, ATG stuff we had done. But it, it didn't uh, really do anything spectacular on the channel. And, then, and that's when you get yeah. into this weird thing of like 21 episodes in, have we already kind of <laughs> trained people to expect one thing and not be able to identify another? And <clears throat> yeah. do people that do want certain types of content, would they even be aware if we started making it? I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. It, it, it's tough because we only have one use case in terms of that. And in, in a small channel, it's, it's always going to be hard to kind of look at the data and try and discern any anything meaningful from it. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we do want to make more varied content, and we will be trying to do that in the future. So do keep an eye out. What, what do they say? Watch this space. Watch this YouTube <clears throat> space. All right. And with that, I guess we're coming up to what we've been doing, fellas. Which I, there's, a re- I, there's a reason we left it till the last part. <laughs> yeah, it. it might be the shortest segment that we've uh, <laughs> we've got yeah. at the moment. You uh, should probably go first, though, Chris, because people haven't heard what you've been up to for a little while now. Indeed. I'm afraid not very much, my friend. Uh, the usual, playing some Dota, playing some Risk of Rain, playing some... Uh, I actually haven't been playing any uh, Warzone. Uh, the big story, I guess, is me coming up to the end of Final Fantasy VII. I was hoping to have it finished uh, by the time we recorded this podcast, but I'm in the final chapter, and it's just fucking boss fight after boss fight, and I I, I don't know when it's going to end. And it, by this time, <laughs> the next- story of Chris's life it was the same with um oh, oh god Sekiro yeah. boss fight boss, boss fight, fight yeah. boss fight. Uh, but I I can with 100% certainty make a pledge that this time next week I would have finished it and I can discuss it uh, ad nauseum 
it's yeah, the Alex Jones it. pledge. So what's the uh, what's the forfeit if you don't um, if you don't manage to? You have to delete the entirety of the game. No, not really. yeah, or you have to. Delete I wouldn't. Your save I wouldn't file do that exactly a week from today. And, I wouldn't do that to you. You have to play Animal Crossing. Oh God, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, if it doesn't happen, you guys can come up with a punishment for me for sure. Okay. Jamie's will. Within, I know what Jamie's will be. Uh, well, eat dog food. reason, all right? Because I'm not thing, eating I'm, fucking dog food. Oh come on, that's a that's a bog standard forfeit. Everyone eats dog food. <laughs> I'll, I'll once shave my hair, Jamie. I'll I'll do it like you. Do you know I'll what? I'm willing it. to I'm willing to shave my head for a forfeit if you guys. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You've wow. got to shave everything I'm a else. Like that. Okay. Uh, I, no, but- exactly. Actually, I wouldn't do that. If you, the forfeit would shave my beard, I think I'd quit the channel. Because, <laughs> okay, no, no. Especially, especially now, there's nothing up here. Uh, okay, no, dude, I've got it. I've got it. You, you, Everything. Keep, you keep the beard, Full body. but you shave off your eyebrows. <laughs> oh, God. So it's um, perfectly like 50-50, right? Like that that bit is going to be eyebrows like... eyebrows take ages to come back, though? Yeah. Probably, I yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really... This, what I've done, was enough of a risk based on my kind of face and my head <laughs> and the general proportions of things. Like there was every chance it could have been an absolute disaster. And I appreciate you guys aren't ribbing me for it too much, but no, it looks good. No more risks to be taken. <laughs> no Not any. I'd love to have been there. I'd love to have been there for it because you had a lot of hair. I imagine that oh, floor yeah. looked like there was a well, dead badger just lying. We, we, we did it in the garden, so I, that kind of helped a <laughs> right. little bit. But uh, yeah, it was a, every sparrow for a mile was lying <laughs> their nest of Jamie's yeah, hair. I, I bet oh, there are some God. pretty, uh, some pretty thorough nests going around. But yeah, no, there, there's, was, there's like a, a epidemic of like dead birds all around Jamie's vicinity, and they're, they're like, yeah. "What is happening? Let's do an autopsy." They open up; it's just Jamie's hair in their stomachs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well done, Jamie. I'm the bird killer. Um, <laughs> you look like no, a bird killer. I just, I just go around snapping their necks like a <laughs> fucking crazy person. Now the other, the other thing is, I was inebriated at the time, so ah. uh, it was, it was, it kind of went by really quickly. One of those things where the first kind of buzz, I guess, <laughs> yeah. you just kind of wow. like, well, that's it now. There's no turning back. Oh and yeah, you, yeah. You kind of, you saddle up with it. There's no salvaging it. it. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, but yeah, I could have, I, 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 I could have was- shaved my head. I was going to say, I could have shaved my head once when I was on rugby tour in Wales and everyone else shaved their head because this guy had, um, he'd lost his hair because he was getting chemo and they, they were like, let's oh, all shit, do it together, yeah, let's all shave our heads. My, my girlfriend said, if you shave your head, I will break up with you. So I didn't do it. And oh, I was the bitch. only one who didn't do it. Oh, fuck her. Uh, yeah, that would have been like Wait, challenge, uh, when, challenge accepted, was, bitch. Yeah, I was going to say, that was an, an, an ex-girlfriend, right? That's not a girlfriend. It was an ex, became, an ex-girlfriend. Okay, good. <laughs> Because I just called her the B word. I see, right? No, no. Um, but yeah, so I, I will, I will have it finished next week. And, and Jamie, hopefully, you can just crack on with it, so we can have a discussion. Oh, dude, we're, we're saying maybe we'll do like a Patreon exclusive spoiler cast when it's done. Yeah, because I feel like it's a bit of a risk to put something like that out on YouTube, just because you don't want <clears throat> anyone accidentally venturing in and getting spoiled when they didn't mean to but it would be nice yeah. to be able to talk about that ending especially the kind of the mix of perspectives with yeah. someone like yourself Chris who's played the original and knows it very well and someone like yeah. myself who is going in blind although I'm slowly starting to piece certain things together having now reached chapter 13 okay I, I so, will say that like that from like chapter 8 to I don't know fucking all, all of that shit is just kind of like it it dragged on for me a bit. I've, I've got some strong opinions oh, yeah. formulated yeah. on this game that I would love to kind of get into. Uh, yeah, I've got spend- a feeling you and me are going to be quite similar, actually, on, on some maybe, of this stuff. Maybe, maybe. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All, all, all I keep on thinking as I'm playing this game, I'm enjoying it, okay? That's that's the bottom line. But all I can think of is that GameSpot, was it Timur, gave, gave it fucking yeah. 10 out of 10. Like, you're a fucking donkey. What are you doing? <laughs> I, don't, I just don't understand it at all. And it yeah, actually makes me angry wow. when I think that's of when it. You, that's when you get into that whole modern games journalism thing of like a 10 out of 10 doesn't mean that it's perfect or flawless. It's just... Well, what's a fucking 10 out of 10 then? It's a 7. These scores aren't meant to be... They tell us, at least, that these scores aren't meant to be literal and they're more of a representation of how the individual feels about something I, I'm, I'm really sorry I don't see how anyone can be I, playing Final Fantasy 7 and, and, and give it a score of 10 I think it makes a lot more sense when you think about a a 5 point scale like a 5 star scale when you read a 5 star film review you don't think that that person is saying this is literally a flawless film this is perfection yeah, but yeah you, you I, I don't know you... but when you go on to Metacritic it calls it 100 out of 100 and that kind of looks like what they're saying but like otherwise, every otherwise the limit becomes four stars, and then five, five stars isn't even relevant, and it becomes a score out of four. If I see a five star film review, I expect it to be nominated for an Oscar. Like I expect see, no, it to be. I, 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 no, wait. Well Oscar, Oscar movies are mostly guff anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, ten, ten, out, ten out of ten is that's a strong score. Like that's mad. I, anyone given a ten usually is madness. I, I, I just, I just kind of take it down to the point of like, if there are technical issues with a game, then you, there's no way you can give it ten out of ten. I'm sorry. That's just no, because it's part, it's part it, of the game. I think it varies by outlet and by <clears throat> journalist, and I think every outlet is allowed to determine what they think a ten out of ten kind of. What what that is like if let's say I yeah. reviewed games I it, I think it's easier to go back to 2018 rather than 2019 because there were a few real heavy hitters that year for me yeah but if I reviewed games and I set a precedent really early on where I gave 10 out of 10s for certain things then God of War could have been a 10 out of 10 or Red Dead Redemption 2 could have been a 10 out of 10 Dead Cells could have been a 10 out of 10 none of them are flawless <laughs> yeah. but that's just kind of like it's more of a not a metaphorical review. That's not the right word. But I just I don't. don't know, I think it, it in just, people's it just kind minds, of, it's not a literal one-to-one thing. Yeah, but then it just kind of makes all of that stuff like redundant. I, I love really that does. you just put those three games in the same bracket. Like the idea that you could have Red Dead Two, um, mm-hmm. Dead Cells, and God of War could yeah. all be rated ten out of ten, and you could go in thinking, "Yeah, these games are all as good as each other." Like I love that. I love that. <laughs> idea. Yeah, but that's not what reviews mean either. No, I know, I know, but it's just it, yeah. that blow. It was things like that always because blow if, my mind. If I reviewed of, games, I would review them on a five star scale, and all three of those games would come would get five of being five stars. No, it's just funny that whatsoever. you when you talk five stars, you're happy to give a five star. When you say ten out of ten, you're not happy. Yeah, what is uh, is that like a what is well, because, what do you think? because you're doubling the amount of maneuverability you've got to criticize games or to to like draw back right. a little bit. Like if you round if you were rounding up, then you know, Would you be happy with a four and a half or like a nine point five, or are you are you someone who's like no? Yeah, but if you've got a ten out of ten do, scale, if you're, doing, if you're doing half stars, then you're giving it a score out of ten. Exactly. Yeah, and if you, yeah. you're giving it a score out of twenty, if you go like nine point five, so are you, and if you go yeah. nine point eight, you're doing no, it out of a hundred. Oh yeah, because that's where iGen got at some <clears> point is they had a one hundred point scale, and everyone was like, what, "What's the fucking difference between a nine point six and nine point four? You fucking idiots!" <laughs> and now they've See, had to walk it back, and they don't have it anymore. 
Yeah. See, I'm I'm cool with a 100 point scale, like a 96 versus a 94. For me, that that's quantifiable because you could say you could say like this game is perfect in every way except yeah, there's when, there's a few bits in the game. Like the late 90s, early 2000s GameSpot days where they had to give it scores out of 10 for or scores out of 100 I think for like graphics and sound and replayability oh, the, the and an the, algorithm the ACG way of reviewing yeah. games and like right. an algorithm now we're going to talk about a final score. for me like game reviews and again we can all agree to disagree I guess but they're a lot more ethereal they aren't about like no a 9.6 and 9.4 it's I just like give it a 9 or give it a 10 and like allow your reviewers tilt allow your opinion <laughs> to inform what it is I'm yeah. not going to read a 10 out of 10 on IGN and think, this is the best game ever made. This is literally flawless. I'm going to think, this is what this person believed to be a fine video game experience. That's the real issue with reviews, isn't it? Is that what you really need to do is you need to know their reviewer and you need to know what they've given stuff in the past, yeah, what they like, what they but don't. But I guess the, the, the review, as Jamie mentioned, the reviews usually do kind of set up the criteria that they've kind of gone for in terms of that number. I just don't necessarily agree with it. That's all right. Like we said, agree to disagree about it. True. Well, so GameSpot though, they always use, I I always love their video reviews. They're the who I usually always used to go to, and they would have like a review where it's going, "This game is uh, it's it's okay, it's not that great." Blah blah blah, and then they get to the end and go, 9.8. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that didn't match up with your scoring at all. Like what are you well, talking that, about? That's but, when it was the yeah. the whole thing about like the reviewer would review the game and then the editor would and, give the score. Exactly, yeah, and it, and it, you were like, "This that doesn't work." How? What the hell? But yeah, and there anyway, was also a period anyway. of time in Gamespot history where the the an algorithm cho- decided the score. Yes, like they yeah. would feed in all the sub elements, and they didn't get to choose the final score. Yeah. But and as you said, you can't do that. It all in. You can't do that because you could have a you could have a game which doesn't look amazing because graphically. Like, but Chris Final Fantasy, Chris's Final Fantasy review, if he had to do it that old school way the issues he's taking with it might take the biggest knock on gameplay. But if Chris had to give a score out of 10 for the visuals and then a score out of 10 for the sound and a score out of 10 for this, that, and the other, yeah. all of a sudden he might be praising elements that he wouldn't have weighed as highly in his own opinion, but this algorithm could put more emphasis on it. And all of a sudden you've got a, what seems like an inflated review. Anyway, I'm sorry, no, I feel like we're, <laughs> we're digressing a little bit, yeah. but the, yeah, uh, look, keep keep you know, stay tuned for the uh, the actual Final Fantasy VII uh, yeah. remake review. Uh, Jamie's gonna have to catch up to it as well. Oh uh, god, dude, I'm really fucking struggling to play that game for more than one hour a week. It does get better, I promise you. As soon as you I'll, get to I'll the Shinra be... building, it's like oh, it, it, it's, I, I don't it's know. definitely I, a lot better. I did what was meant to be quite an emotional uh, chapter the other day. Let's. Yeah. I'll just say that. It, with the plate, yeah. The plate, yeah. And I don't know if they're going to undo any of the things they did in that chapter, but if they don't undo them, then theoretically some fairly emotional things happened. And I'll, I'll be totally honest with you, I was on my phone. I was like, oh, they're killing off them. Oh, they're killing off them too. Yeah. I'll look forward to your um, your review of or your talk about it, and then I can learn what actually happens in the game and what it's all about because I yeah. have not followed any of it. Uh, you could be the mediator, right. Jonesy. You can. The, uh, the only other thing that I've been up to, uh, amazingly, with uh, being away for a while, um, is I've been watching The Last Dance on Netflix. Oh, Michael Jordan! Is that like Jennifer Michael Garner Jordan, or Chicago Bulls? 
So I've been yeah. watching that with my wife. And what's really nice is my wife was uh, living in Chicago at the whole time that that was happening, like early 90s. Awesome. Uh, so getting some of her insights as to the stuff that was happening, it's it's cool. It's a great series. Uh, if anyone is – you don't even really have to be interested in, in basketball to be into this kind of a documentary. It's more about like – Michael Jordan's psyche and and the way he kind of approaches competitiveness and the reason why he is the top. It's very good. It is very well made. It's very entertaining. Uh, Yeah. Would you say it's important to have watched Super Jam before you watch this series? Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. Super Jam. Super Jam. Talk about like. I even watched it last week. Space Jam. Oh. That's, that's going to be when, when we recreate uh, Space Jam, <laughs> shot for shot. Super Jam. Super Jam. Um, no, Jamie is the bad guy. <laughs> no, you don't. But I, I I cannot recommend it enough. I reckon it's it's a really good documentary and it is well worth watching. It hasn't concluded yet. Uh, I think on Monday they're going to show the last two episodes. So unusual right. for Netflix, but they've been kind of like uh, releasing two episodes a week uh, and it concludes yeah. next week. Very well done. Very, very good show. All right. What about you guys? What have you been up to? Uh, I mean, I've had a pretty quiet week as well, to be honest. Um, Other than trying to fight my way through Final Fantasy VII Remake and doing (laughs) a very poor job at it. The other thing I was able to fight my way through, though, and roll credits on, which I am somewhat glad about, even though it's an incredibly short experience, was Streets of Rage 4. Um, oh, right. Nice. I actually mentioned it last week on the podcast and said I've been playing it with Steph because it's on Game Pass for PC. Uh, Steph and I jumped back in on it this week and actually found out that that game's like three hours long. So <laughs> <laughs> we beat it in uh, two sittings, but it was actually, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty light, simple, easygoing beat em up. I want to say we beat the whole game without actually dying and having to restart a level once. So that gives you an idea of kind of the difficulty. Uh, pretty approachable. Um, would you but, uh, yeah. would you say it's worth picking up if you didn't have Game Pass? So if you had to buy it yourself, I don't know how much it costs, but if it costs more than fifteen twenty quid, I would say no. I don't think wow. it's worth it. Just because I'm sure there's replayability there. There's obviously co-op and online co-op. There's a bunch of different characters you can unlock. Uh, there's scores to try and beat. Uh, there's different difficulties. But generally speaking, I found that I don't know. It was just a simple, nice pretty short adventure that i was glad i played but yeah. also very glad i didn't spend any money on i yeah. i, I find, i'm finding that increasingly with uh with game pass on console and pc like gears tactics was uh a really cool little thing that i had a love affair with for a handful of days and i haven't gone back to it for a little while now but you know what i've got no guilt because i didn't spend <laughs> 60 dollars or 40 pounds or whatever it would have costed to, uh, so it's um, just tactics. as a, it's yeah. twenty five dollars on Steam. I've I've just wow, looked up. 25. So there you go. Yeah, I, I, nine out of ten. Unless you're super into beat 'em ups, and yeah. you know you've been anticipating it for a long time. In which case, you probably would have bought it already. So in fact, I'm going to say if you haven't bought it by now <clears> or you haven't been eyeing it up for ages, then yeah, just do Game Pass for PC. Like make a fake, e- make a new email, put a dollar in, <laughs> get the trial. And, um, oh yeah, yeah. And and get. I'm going. up for trying it. I, am, I haven't tried it yet, but I am up for um, just dipping in to see I'll, for that I'll play nostalgia. It with you, Alex Jones. Yeah, that'll be go. wicked. Like, we can that'll jump in. Like, mi- like I said, Steph and I beat it in two not particularly long sittings. So okay. it's definitely doable if you guys set aside a night or two. Nice. All right. Decent. Uh, can I quickly interject and do a, a drink check? Because I got something very interesting today. 
which is a watermelon, watermelon soda. soda. What, even, yeah. what brand is that? It looks like <laughs> Korean oh, bitches. Wow. And yeah. The design on that can is amazing. Th- this is also, it's 45% sugar, so... What? Wait, it's 45% of your daily recommended sugar, or the drink is literally 45% sugar and comes in, I presume, powdered form? Well, no. So per, <laughs> It's like so thick. Mils, ah, yeah. It's, per, it's per, like drinking <laughs> golden syrup. Per 100 <laughs> mils, it's uh, 45 grams of sugar. Wow. See, what? Wait, no, that no, is that 50% no, I sugar. I, I don't believe that, because that would be 135 grams in a... 300 mil can and that is like <laughs> that would kill you no because koreans are all fucking dead skinny yeah because they yeah, have a lot of sugar. all they do is drink sugar yeah, they don't if you, eat if you anything just else. drink sugary drinks like fuck it You're suddenly Chris. k-pop k-pop has been explained that's not how it works nah, like, but you, you order the pizza as well you see that's that's your mistake ah uh, yeah koreans love pizza they put mayonnaise <laughs> on it I think wow. um no but i think we've just explained k-pop they're all hopped up on 45 percent sugar Right, and yeah. they can't sit down. That's yeah. what their contracts are like. You can't yeah. date anyone. You have to stay in the corporate housing until you're fucking twenty-four, and you have to have one hundred and twenty grams of sugar a day. <laughs> what is it? Okay, you guys might know this. This is a little random aside. What is the new Twitter thing to post a reply to someone and like comment and then just post a K-pop? Oh, the stands. Oh, what the stand thing. Oh God, it's so annoying, I, dude. I from I thought for a little Alex while. Alex Jones' you, party is over. Well, but so from what I can tell, because I, I've I've come close to this world than I care to admit. Um, <laughs> you love a bit of K-pop. K-pop fans or K-pop stands. They are extremely well organized, and I believe some of these fandoms even refer to themselves. I think it might be BTS. Literally yeah. refer to themselves as Army. Do yourself a favor. Find a popular K-pop video, like a BTS video or Blackpink or one of these ones, and read the comments. And what you'll find is. Groups of, I presume, young girls, most of them from the West, who are unbelievably organized in what they do. So it's things like watching the video over and over and over again, liking the video. When when they want to get certain things trending, they will organize it a few days in advance and be like, right, everyone, these are the hashtags. This is when we're all going to start tweeting. No one do this without that. Make sure your tweet is this long and has this. And So they're all incredibly organized. And from what I can tell, one of the things they like to do is they've got these things called fan cams, which is when it's like a live show, but you're just specifically looking at one person or following. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, and I want to say I don't know if they're trying to like inflate the views that they get on them by intentionally posting and uh, sharing the video on like piggybacking off of other issues and other topics. Um, but all I know is that they're extremely scary and extremely mobilized <laughs> and extremely organized. Right. And it's, it's a Announcing the Super Show stands. No. You guys need to get out of there. Yeah, the Super Show <laughs> army. Oh. The SS army. Wait, hold on. Get out no. there. No, hold on. Videos of Jamie no, just zoomed in nice like, and close like on the podcast. Said, hashtag, hashtag Super Show is over party will be trending. <laughs> yeah. And then all the people who like actors will reply to that and be like, stop standing K-pop. Stand... stand Tom Holland instead, and it's just a video, a compilation of him like playing with his hair and wanking <laughs> off or whatever. The world is getting strange, guys. I'm I'm losing I'm losing I'm, my I'm grip on. I'm going to give you a little clue, Jonesy. The internet has always been strange. It's yeah. just that we're now getting to the point where fucking twelve year old girls are being infected with the shit, and um, <laughs> they're doing it in the public eye rather than hidden away like we used to on places like 4chan, right, guys? Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> right. Yeah. 
right? Eight, well, I'm, I'm glad chain. that as the young buck, Jamie, you can fill us in on these new trends that are well, going I, on. I, I, I saw that. I, I, was like, I like some K-pop. That's the thing. That's why I kind of know about it a little bit too much. It's my guilty okay. pleasure, if you will. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on, Alex Jones. What what you been up to? Uh, so I have played. Trave any doorways? Do you know what? I haven't. I have done a bit of playing games. Nothing new, but I think I'm done with Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Yay, congratulations. I'm so, I, I've been dipping in for half an hour, like 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon, like every now and then. And I'm, I got to the point now where I've done it for like five days in a row. I've just dipped in for like 15 minutes and gone, what am I even doing here? I've dug <laughs> up another fossil and I just turn it off until tomorrow and then I dig up another fossil. Like wow. I can't be bothered. Um, so, so yeah, I think I'm kind of done you, you want to go back to uh, some of those games that you haven't finished yet? When I say, so actually, this the last couple of days, I have done a, I've pulled a proper Jamie and I have been oh. staying up till 2 a.m. cranking out some Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Because I've noticed, oh. yeah. That game is bloody fantastic. Yeah, like I, I really enjoyed it when I started playing it because only I think it was a couple months ago when it was um it was free and I thought I was going to get it free and then I was like actually I really want to get into this and it wasn't that expensive so I bought it um and I've I've really sort of been delving deep and I've got to, I'm in a good point now I think I've un I've unlocked all the different strands you can go down and I've got you know I can go cultist I've got my ship thing I've got my mercenary sort of tabs if anyone who's, who has who's who's played it will know um. I've started upgrading everything. I'm I'm looking pretty tasty. I've had a good look at that world, and it's such a good game. It's yeah. it's glorious. You, you it's a lot hear, fun. You want to so. hear my hot take? Go for it. Assassin's Creed Valhalla will not be as good. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm. Like that mm. world le- looks fantastic. Like such a good world to do an Assassin's Creed game because it's so pretty, and you've got all the little islands dotted around and all of that. Yeah. Being in grey old England as a Viking in a muddy town. Don't, don't get me wrong, they'll, they'll make it look lush, for sure. I mean, they they managed to make Origins look cooler than just a, a fucking desert, right? That's um, true, it's true. true. But, yeah, I just, I just don't know. Anyway, uh, that's the, not, the that's not a discussion for now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Valhalla about over Assassin's Creed Odyssey is they have finally acknowledged that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is too big and probably also too long. They had, well, uh, that's that what was, they said, didn't they? They said it yes, was not going to yeah. be as long. Which, mu- which I, music to the ears of anyone who spent 60 hours trying to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey because they'd been sent a copy by Ubisoft and might have needed to make content about it, maybe. Huh? Maybe? <laughs> just, just an idea. Just an idea. Hey, would I you think, rather have I'm... that or nothing like we now have when <laughs> no one sends us anything? Yeah, oh, I mean, very true. don't remind me. Don't remind <laughs> Ubisoft, me. send us Valhalla early. Um, no, I, I was so I've I've done. I think I'm 15 hours into Odyssey, and I feel like I've just finished the intro. <laughs> yeah. That's genuinely how I feel. Like, I mean, yeah, but- 60 hours is not an unfair. I mean, I didn't finish all there was to finish. I didn't finish the cultist storyline. I basically just finished the family storyline and most of the storyline that you probably haven't seen yet, so I won't talk about. And that was 60 hours for me. Right, wow. I think I, I I feel like I'm about to finish yeah the intro and then I like I said 15 hours so that is it is a beast of a game but it is it is bloody brilliant. How's so, yeah. um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. How's Bioshock coming? 
coming along, Ellis Jones. I haven't, I haven't managed to force myself back into Bioshock One um, at the moment. I will get back into it because yeah, I. The amazing thing I is, I can't have that much like to three go. Three hours away from finishing that game, you know. Dude, yeah, you're, it's, you're but not I, I'm not enjoying it. Like, so it's a, it's a real struggle oh, to, you're not to try and make myself playing Bioshock. It's too old. It's very dated, um, oh and it's God. it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like an enjoyable experience. Everything I like where games have moved on, it's not done. You know, it's, it's before any of that stuff. It feels like, and so I'm I'm is a struggle. And when I can go and play some Assassin's Creed Odyssey instead, um, or watch a new show that I started watching, if we're oh. talking TV shows as well, I watch uh, Titans Teen Titans Go a lot because my kids are young and they like Teen Titans. Oh, right. Okay. So I started watching Titans. Which is the fifteen oh, DC rated Titans? Yeah, yeah. DC Titans, the fifteen rated Netflix show, um, which is live action and has the same ish characters. <laughs> I like that you need to clarify that it's age rating just to make you feel that little bit more like mature and justified in your um, decision to watch a show. <laughs> no, no, that's that not why. That's not what I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm just in case anyone's listening and thinking I don't watch a bloody kids show on Netflix. It's not a kids <laughs> show. Like it's, Titans. it's really, is really violent. It's more like um, what's it called, Daredevil or something is like that. Is it part like of the the Arrowverse or whatever it's called, where you've got Arrow and Flash and the I, Legends I don't, I, of Tomorrow. Whatever. I really called. don't think so. Maybe, okay. maybe it is, but I really don't think so because it's um, it's from what I've seen so far. I think I'm only like four episodes in, but it's it's very much. It feels a lot more sort of like gritty. It's violent. There's like you know, it's it's much more Daredevil and stuff. But we haven't touched on any other characters. Although right. I guess they're the same universe. I, I don't know, but I don't know if they meet each other. I hope they don't. To be honest. <laughs> I, I know there was but, a big crossover uh, thing at some point in the last couple of years where, because they, you know, they have the arrow, the green arrow, and they have yeah, flash, yeah. and it's they a, have yeah, super crisis on infinite earths. Right, exactly. Because the reason I know that is because I had to make a video about voice actors recently, and the guy who played came in to play Superman just for that crisis on infinite earth arc, I believe, is the voice of Sephiroth in Final Fantasy oh, right, okay. remake. But am I right in saying that those shows are all much more sort of like PG? They're much more for like I always got that the whole family. Yeah. Whereas this is trying to go know, more Daredevil. Really, it's trying to go more really like get into it. it's. You know, I, yeah, I used I to be a big um, Smallville fan. And me after, too, like, don't me too. Uh, yeah, but after like two seasons, I was like, dude, Superman is not doing anything. Fuck the show. Yeah. and I just thought it took a hard. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Did either of you two ever watch? Punisher on Netflix. Yeah, no. The question about that then, Chris, did that ever actually go like really fucking hard in terms of its violence, or was it always just a little bit kind of? Because I always remember yeah, the, I, I the didn't Punisher feel films. It did. I didn't what was feel the it did. What was the second Punisher film where it was the British guy who's been in a bunch of shit now? Was that the one with John Travolta? No, no, no. So John Travolta was the, the original Punisher. Um, the bad guy in the original Punisher, yeah, I should yeah. say, not original, original, not Dolph Lundgren or whoever it was, but the Thomas Jane Punisher was yeah, with right. John Travolta. Then they made one. It's the guy's called Ray something, and he's an English actor who's in a bunch of shit now. It was called like Punisher Warzone, and it was yes. basically a B. It's like a B movie take on Punisher, but it was super fucking violent and actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Look, uh, the, yeah, the Punisher series is cool. Uh, I don't think it ever really kind of like went beyond any kind of lines or anything. I, yeah. I, the the fact shame. is, we just have to understand that that's not Marvel these days. Yeah, just because John Bernthal was such good casting as well. It's a shame yeah, they didn't um, make it work. 
I saw I dipped into Iron like one episode or one episode like three episodes of Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Luke oh, Cage, God. and they're all trash. Like they're so. Ooh, I think you're going to get a lot of hate for that on the. In the oh, they're, side, they're terrible. They're so bad. They start <laughs> off okay. Like the first episode's all right. Second episode is like, and then by the third, I'm, I'm out. But this, but to be fair, this Titans one maybe because it doesn't feel like it's trying to be a superhero-y thing. Right. But it, do you know what though? I'm only three. I think I'm three episodes in, which is yeah. on on uh, trajectory now to just fall off a cliff. So I mean, yeah. and if you take the Alex Jones method, that's where you'll leave it, right? That True. is where I'll leave it. That is so where I'm thinking about it. Actually, we're probably not that far away from getting those proper MCU TV shows on yeah. Disney Plus, like the Wonder and Vision and. What's the Winter Soldier and Falcon, all that yeah. kind of stuff? I forget what they're called officially, but uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, do you know what it feels? It feels like Yogg's cast, and then you've got all the little pairings of the random people that oh, just pop totally up and do their like own thing. That. And, and it's annoying. And you're like, like, you, you talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's almost like everybody's saying, oh, we need to do an Avengers style fucking thing. Like, okay, look, I know from the comic books it wasn't necessarily like an Avengers style thing, but in, in terms of like television media and, and cinema and etc it's like everyone's like, oh we got to do it it's like i remember also reading a, a fucking article in the, this week gone by can't remember who it was by because it was fucking fluff but it was basically <laughs> saying like fluff oh piece. um final fantasy 7 is trying to become like the new avengers assemble and i was like what the fuck are you talking about it's just i didn't, it, I didn't get that from it yeah it's just a fucking it's it it's just a, one of these things that yeah. people are always if trying to If by that like, they mean they're trying, they're trying to split what could be one game into as many games as possible unnecessarily by adding loads of filler, then I guess, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake is, is off to a good start. <laughs> no, if that's but the case, then, then Final Fantasy VII is the, the hobbit of... Uh... Dude, <laughs> I, 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 not to get back to it, but I will never... Anyone that has ever complained about the pacing of Red Dead Redemption 2 is not allowed to say <laughs> shit about Final Fantasy VII Remake. If I'm, I'm, I get they're doing the whole no loading screens thing, but now I'm putting my foot down and saying, fuck it, give me the fucking loading screen. Because if I have to squeeze through one more gap and walk along one more balance beam, I'm going to slip my fucking wrists. Yeah, well, you might not like Jamie slow, really selling really that game. It's the slowest game I've ever played. In my, it's the slowest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> Like every ten seconds, all right, all right, something all right. stops. Sa- sa- it. Save it for next week. Just just finish the game. You've got a week to do it. You know you can do it. Just do it, and we'll have the chats. Next I know. Week. I need to stop playing Warzone. I got three wins and one night in Warzone. One day. I want to get back onto Warzone and Apex with you guys. I just got to find. Oh, the I've got time. I've got a new crew. I'm afraid, boys. I've. Got yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's no way we're going to touch in that with Jamie. I, I, I already knew that was coming. Oh, yeah, Jesus sorry. Christ. I've moved on. You guys. Why, why do too, Why uh, do we still invite him onto the show, Alex Jones? Oh, I know. Right. We should get. Uh, we should. He should let, let him go off with his new crew. Yeah. I bet, I bet they all shaved their heads, huh? We, we fucking oh, they all did it together. Yeah, you, on stream. On stream. You jerk off onto a biscuit as well, and whoever's last is eat it. We haven't done that yet, no. But then I, I haven't seen these guys for all. You know them. It's, it's yeah, basically VYB. Yeah. So you're oh, basically right. just joking about whether or not they're eating cummy biscuits. And they're your mates. <laughs> so uh, take a good long look at yourself, Lance. Uh, I'm, I'm not disputing, even though that I know them, that they're not eating... Cummy biscuits, they might be doing. I mean, I don't know. as one of them, I wouldn't put it past. No, not saying names, but uh, Miller. <laughs> are you are you still on the um, PlayStation, Jamie? Or are you on uh, PC? Still on PlayStation. Still on PlayStation. PlayStation. I'm scared of keyboard and mouse when it comes to Warzone. I'm scared of cheaters, even though I probably wouldn't ever be good enough to be in the same lobbies as them. 
So I'm I'm sticking with what I know. I'm staying on home territory. Fair. All right, guys. But no, Chris, I need to do some war zones. So I think maybe maybe you, me, and uh, Martin Ruffle or Sam or some we should. Hell you know, yeah, you. Me, I know it's Martin four Ruffle, now, isn't it? Sam, we can, Steph, we're gonna. Yeah, we, we'll get. We'll form a little crew. Maybe we and should do Jamie, a showdown. Jamie, Jamie and his team will beat yeah. us and oh, yeah, win. Like, and Jamie the deserter sure, and the the OG true, uh, true <gasps> super Steph. Shows. Steph murders Jamie right at the end for the win. And Jamie yes. loses his absolute mind. And then a big fucking banner with sparkles and shit just goes, Mayo Sandwich wins. <laughs> do you know what? I'd bloody love to do some kind of private Warzone match, which really we should just do a private Call of Duty match, which is very easy to set up. But yeah. um, One view, one me, bro. <laughs> Jamie, would you, be, would you be... Sorry, Jamie, what would, what would hurt you more? Would it be losing to Steph at the very end of a match in Warzone, mm. or would it be when I beat you in the 1v1 in Overwatch? What would hurt you more? Because <laughs> oh, you were not happy with her. I'd say Steph. Because, do you know what? Losing, uh, okay. l- losing to you in Call of Duty would be pretty rough. You, losing to you in Overwatch, I can abide by, because... Because like, <laughs> I've played it. <laughs> yeah, it's not that Overwatch isn't serious. Like Overwatch is a very uh, strategic and competitive game, but it's one that I've never been particularly good at, and nor have I claimed to be good at. And you beat me fair and square, and and uh, okay, you know, well life then, goes so, on. So which would but, be worse? Uh, I, I should Jersey say it's like one of the only Steph times I've ever beaten Jamie. So. Warzone. Wait, say, say that again, Chris. Jonesy or Jonesy or Steph? Which one is worse to beat you in Warzone or, or any COD for that matter? Um, to, it would I have to be me, look, sure. Yeah, if Jonesy beat me in Call of Duty, then that would that would cause <laughs> some serious distress. Jamie um, knows how shit I am. What so about what about like, when when I beat you not once but twice in? Um, a recorded version of Gang Beasts. Yeah, Even again, Gang you, uh... Beasts. <laughs> look, with all of these things, there's there's an element of chance. Like Gang Beasts, again, not because of it's nowhere near as competitive, but Gang Beasts comes in the same realm as Overwatch for me, which is like, yeah, I can lose to Overwatch. I even <laughs> no, play Call of Duty. Just, like, the chances are Jonesy Gang, would Gang kill Beast me a couple of times. Gang Beasts is one of those games where anything can happen. Like, it doesn't matter right. your skill. That's fair. I've got, I've got the real question. This is the real question. Okay, Chris. Yeah. You do a live stream for Dota. Yeah. Mm. You play me and Jamie, who, if you lost to one of us, like, this, let's say it's the first time we've ever played, who would be worse if you lost to one of us in oh, Dota? I'd, I'd be fuming equally. I, I would not. I would, <laughs> right, I would, I would, you know what? In fact, if you guys were on a team. If you team, like took us in to show us how to play, and yeah. then, yeah, we played together. If, if and we you guys beat were on a team, and let's say one of you didn't do anything against me, and the other one beat me, I, I'd write both of you out of my lives. <laughs> that Just, sounds like a pretty convenient way to get that done, actually. I reckon we try and organize this sooner rather than later. Yeah, you're uh, do you know what? I couldn't be bothered to put the time into Dota to try and beat Chris, <laughs> so it's not going to happen. How very well dare you, sir. Do- yeah. uh, hey, listen, Dota's in not a great place at the moment, so I wouldn't recommend it in any way. Anyway, let's move on to the news, shall we? It's only been <laughs> yeah. uh, fifty-seven minutes. <laughs> hey, we haven't we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. We yeah, just we, catch we, up. Have to, we have to make this a bumper one. Hell yeah, it'll be a bumper one for sure. And you know what? If anyone's complaining, don't be, because you should all be locked down with nothing else to do. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, We're trying so, to give you something to listen to. <laughs> so the the biggest news that came out this week, I guess, was a showcasing of what is very firmly next gen content. Right? Uh, yes. So we're talking about Unreal Engine 5, which was, uh, as of time of recording, shown off yesterday. Yeah. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Um, it was it was kind of weird. It was one of these Jeff Keighley summer, summer Game Fest bullshit ding-dong 
blah 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 thing where it's like oh i got something cool to show you and everyone's like yeah. oh it's a game it's this game it's that game oh it's elden ring oh it's batman it's like, fucking no. elden ring and batman what is it with those two fucking games shut the fuck up and gta elden 6 ring and for some fucking reason anyway <laughs> GTA, oh, okay. uh, no it was a showcase of unreal engine 5 which in itself is a pretty big fucking deal because it gives us a glimpse as to what we can expect from these next gen consoles right and not just consoles the pcs etc um well it was and it was it was corvus that they were showing off right what's called this is the game that they uh the oh god we talked about it the other day didn't we it was one of those new games that they'd sort of like touted that's coming out no no this wasn't a game this was a tech demo yeah it wasn't wasn't any game dude what the bit where they were walking through the the cave and that sort of stuff that's a tech demo is a tech yeah but oh the I thought at the end the dude said that it was from Corvus. No, it was Cor- it, you're thinking because it had a big V, but the V was for Unreal Engine. 5. No, no, no. There's a, there was a uh, okay. No, this is a real aside. But there was a section at the end after they'd done all the showing everything off and they were talking about it. I thought the guy said about the fact that it, like it was from Corvus. I don't the I footage. Don't. But the, I, also, that game's called maybe Cor- I'm completely Corus wrong. With that, it's no oh, Cor- Corus. I keep doing it. Corus. But it's a star- Sorry, Corus, Corus is a Star Fox clone with like the oh, looks right. like control. Th- oh, weird. Because I thought that he said. <laughs> I'm going to watch that clip again. Uh, I thought I the dude. Should, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm kind, kind of curious there. to know what what um yeah what, what, what he's he seeing that way. Yeah. I was kind of I was paying attention and I was kind of looking over here because my kids are in the same room and and he said oh because you know the footage from Cor- from I thought he said Corvus um, I did this to Jamie last week as well and he had to correct <laughs> me um, and then I was like oh okay that's what game it's from because I I didn't I thought it was like a demo as well um, but so I oh, know maybe nah. maybe I'm wrong then but well, so, okay, we'll look let, into it let, let me run it down for you right so it it was a, a tech demo. Uh, but it was a playable tech demo. So the tech demo for Unreal Engine Four, if you remember, was like that, uh, almost like a Lich King looking dude sitting on a on a throne, and he wakes up and he's made out of lava, and he walks out the thing in the his little castle, and all the rubble's falling down. Uh, that was a previous tech demo, but that was just literally a video. Uh, this one was a playable demo that was being played in, well, for the recording at least in real time on a PlayStation Five. Um, mm. So what you could think of is like as as amazing as that looked, that could be something that'll translate into your games. And it was funny when it was gone on. I was um, chatting with you, Jamie, and we were saying like, "Oh, how cool would it be if this actually turned out to be a game?" And it was like, "Oh yeah, like uh, what did I say? Um, Princess of Persia, you know, like some shit." Like that. <laughs> I read that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought that would be cool, but no, just just a standard tech demo made for Unreal Engine 5 and that's all it is it's not an actual game but you can't play it as I, I stand corrected My, I, it's because I should have been paying more attention then. but I will I will find the bit where the dude said it and yeah, I'll see what he do. said because like, it threw me for it I thought that was it. Um, okay. but yeah some interesting things like first off like the the fidelity of those graphics look fucking incredible um, Unreal Engine obviously is a very powerful engine they've got a, a bunch of new cool things just some nerdy shit to get through they've got the system called Nanite which basically gives unlimited geometric detail and they had this cool thing where they, they had the scene and they're like cool let's let's change it to a, a triangle view so you can see all the triangles in the geometric details and it just looked like an, a screen of noise and it's like no that's not noise those are just fucking millions of triangles and they're saying that the detail that they're going into is almost sub-pixel which is very interesting if you're into that kind of thing. The then dude said triangles too many times. Too like, many triangles. <laughs> too then, many uh, triangles. <laughs> then they showed off a, a system called Lumen, which was basically baked in global illumination. We've seen kind of <clears> stuff <throat> like this before, but mainly for like, I guess, 
you could imagine it being for like Pixar scenes or cinema stuff or, or to be fair, what, tech demos that have never resulted in anything. But this is not well, baked can into... I, can I, I just want to jump in is because yeah. the thing this really reminded me of um, about with Lumen and the fact they're using global illumination um, and the way that you they're talking about like rays being cast and scattering was when we were looking at all this stuff for the RX and when they were doing RTX. ray trace on, ray trace or RTX, and they were doing ray trace on, ray trace off and talking about light coming through a window and then bouncing and scattering, which gives you a very different look yeah. to as if you just use like um, lights positioned, you know, throughout a, a system. So we have, um, so you've, we've seen it in some games already. So like Metro, we saw some stuff for it with the RTX stuff, and also Tomb Raider, um, most recent Tomb Raider. You had the same sort of thing. This was like to another level. Oh yeah, this was like yeah. no, this is this is in, this insane, is largely insane. Um, there's there's some some other cool things like so when you when you're getting assets from like let's say uh, Unreal's asset store as an example, they'll have each asset will have different kind of. Uh, levels of detail so the highest one will be like say a movie quality asset uh, and then it'll scale down to say like okay and then this is what the asset is for 4k for hd blah 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 what they're saying with this is you just import the the movie asset and that's it the movie asset is there it takes care of all that other shit so we can expect to see a lot of really cool stuff and it'll auto scale the assets depending on what uh, console you're on or what you're doing because it, it's not only new consoles that is coming to which is it's coming out in 2021 but it's also coming to ios mac and pc uh now that demo itself it's it's interesting because it was running at a 1440p uh resolution uh, most of the time is the quote so there was some dynamic resolution going on there um my question is if this is going to come to the switch or not because they're saying all next-gen consoles, right? You'd, you'd think so if it's scalable yeah. to go to iOS. Yeah, it would be very hard to imagine Unreal pushing forward towards their next engine in a way that excluded what probably what will certainly be at some point the biggest active game on the active game console on the market. Yeah. You know, as the PS4 and the Xbox One start to be phased out, there will be a period where the Switch is the biggest console. Yeah. around and um and still for a while after the new consoles launch as well yeah plus you know they talked openly about uh the future of fortnite and fortnite being migrated onto ue5 by i think it's mid 2021 yeah uh obviously switch is a fairly big platform for fortnite uh, as is mobile as you said chris with ios and android so it's very hard to imagine a circumstance in which unreal or sort of epic excuse me are making some kind of exclusions around this this uh, yeah. uh technology yeah, uh, there's one thing to just be aware of, right? People will see this tech demo and they'll be like, man, that looks fucking amazing, blah, blah. It, you've got to be careful not to fall into the trap of the vertical slice, right? Right, because, of course, always. Because there's nothing other than what you see on screen. There's nothing else there. So, yeah, of course it can look fucking great because that's all it is. You're seeing the entirety of that game, per se. Um, you know, as soon as you start fleshing out a game that's going to be like 20, 40, 60 hours long, that stuff's going to take a knock regardless of how you deal with it. But it's interesting. It's 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 a very nice kind of look at what we can expect from all of this next-gen kind of stuff. Yeah. It got, and- it got me quite excited for games like, you know, the future of games like Uncharted and things for sure but, and, and Tomb Raider and things because visually it was very stunning. But as you're saying, like, it didn't touch on 
AI. It didn't touch on like what happens when there's 20 people in there fighting, shooting at you. It didn't touch on a yeah. lot of that stuff, which is it's always a question. Isn't yeah. It? <clears throat> but it, it, there's always going to be a question, I guess, of what happens when there's more going on. And almost any game will inevitably have more going on than we saw in that tech demo. Yeah. But it, it is nice that now we are in mid-May of the year that will still presumably uh, be home to, to two new consoles, if not more, uh, depending on the SKUs. And some of the smoke and mirrors around what we're actually going to be dealing with this fall is starting to di- dissipate slightly. Yeah, it's I think we're all Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you weren't here last week, Chris, but we were all kind of... Jonesy and I tried to remain positive about that Xbox Series X gameplay showcase, but we could try to compare anything we saw in that entire live stream to what we saw Epic show off for what was it, seven minutes or something like that? Probably even yeah. less. I was I wasn't counting. You know, it, it's almost night and day in terms of how much it tells you about what we're capable of. And at the moment, whether or not it's realistic is kind of falling by the wayside for me because it's more about just I want to know what the possibilities are. I want yeah. to see stuff that gets me excited about that hardware and its capabilities in the right hands and the uh, direction we're headed and a well-edited, not particularly gameplay-heavy trailer of Assassin's Creed Valhalla doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. No. And you could argue that this doesn't tell me much either, but it tells me more. And I think that's why... I think I think it's, it's all yeah. it all points to building a picture, right? Like all the pieces of a puzzle coming together. So, you know, when as far back as even uh, PlayStation showing off the SSD with Spider-Man yeah. and how quickly right, it yeah. could load in information, which means <clears throat> you could go faster. So the faster the stuff will change the experience of these games. And that's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what Unreal were, were talking about um, in the showcase yesterday was uh, LODs are gone, pop-ins are gone. Like all the, all the assets are loaded in this world constantly. Um, so that'll be interesting. That'll be really, really interesting to see what happens with that. Um, you know, yeah, like like you said, stuff like Scorn, stuff like all the stuff that they were showed off at, at that um, Xbox thing. Yeah, it looks good, but they're just trailers and they're not right. really explaining much. But it, it's all all those pieces are falling to in, in place, right? And the the as the weeks go by, it'll be filled out even further and it's it's gonna be really yeah. interesting and fun to see. Yeah, fascinating to see, especially the approaches that the two console manufacturers continue to take as the summer rolls on. Because we know we're expecting to see more from Xbox every month now, arguably, until the release of the Series X, and certainly uh, a big showing in July. I would be very surprised if we don't see a significant amount of stuff from Sony next month in June, probably early June. Uh, it's, It's weird to me that... Not that long ago, we were talking about that weird Mark Cerny video that was meant to be a GDC <laughs> talk, and everyone was being very critical about Sony's approach. And now, in one fell swoop, in a piece of like marketing, whatever you want to call it, that wasn't even out of Sony, it was out of Epic, it feels like now we're almost... I would never go as far as to say we know more about the PlayStation 5 than we do about the Xbox Series X. It's still the other way around. Yeah. But... In terms of again, what sells people on a new generation of consoles? What makes people get out, out get off off the sofa, and go to that store, coronavirus permitting, um, and pick up a console on day one? It's the stuff that blows their mind, and it's the stuff that says, "Hey, this is significantly different to what we saw before." So I'm excited, for example, for the you know the Microsoft and Xbox first party studio showcase in July. Yeah. But if the, if it if 
they don't have a game, whether it's Fable or Halo Infinite or something like that, that really steps up and says, look, this is what we're fucking doing. If that thing is basically the same as their third-party showcase, but with first-party titles, then all of a sudden, there becomes something of like a gulf between what you want to see and what you expect to see from a new generation and what we're actually seeing. And the clock is very much ticking. So yeah. it's going to yeah. be interesting. The one, the one thing that sort of stood out to me um, in, in Epic's uh, thing yesterday, which is kind of a weird one, because I found it quite boring. Like, they talked about lighting a lot, oh, triangles a lot. There's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of technical, yeah. I think a lot of technical I think words. this was also meant to be a GDC thing, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, right. Yeah. I read, I read oh, which would kind of make sense. But, then, but the thing that it did so well was in one boring tech demo they've got me so excited for all of the playstation first party titles like i know this is obviously talking about unreal engine 5 but just thinking about what god of war 2 could look like on the playstation 5 when you've got like that dynamic lighting you've got like all that those like you saying about models and, and the amount of triangles that you can have a, you know, a movie assets in my head i'm like imagine god of war 2 yeah. looking that good on the playstation 5 and in as jamie's saying in one go with with not even their own stream playstation have managed to make me forget all about everything they were talking about yeah because they've kind of ignored graphics largely with the next gen because graphics have taken a little bit of a backseat because yeah, they're talking yeah. about speed SSDs as we talked about but in one go they've just got me super excited for how yeah, fucking yeah. amazing it's kind of, it's kind of weird isn't look. it but I did kind of feel that like it, it just felt like Sony had paid them to say all those things well though. this is what I was going to say like, <laughs> it's amazing how much a good partnership and aligning yourself with the right people reinforces a message that you <laughs> might be struggling to send yourself because the elephant in the room is Unreal Engine 5 is going to be on the Xbox Series X. Yeah. And oh, but, the Xbox but, Series yeah, X, yeah. if you take the SSD out of the equation, is a more powerful console. So, you know, depending on how much that <laughs> you resources rely better. on the SSD, the Xbox Series X could just do the exact same fucking yeah. thing for all but, we know. Do you know what was... It's, it's Jeff, the messaging is the yeah. what fucks with you. But Jeff Keeney you know was like saying, fuck? hey, is oh, this going to be available on Xbox? And... and was it Tim Sweeney or that Kim dude? He was like, uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but we're talking like, about yeah. PlayStation now. It's like, oh, come on. The, the, the like- slickest part, can I just say the slickest part of the whole thing was when for no reason it has like press X to jump. Like the X on the screen and the that. jump, and it's like you've only done. It's a demo. No, the person playing the demo doesn't need you to say that, but in that, like, because that's so well known, what you've done there, the difference between going press A, instead of press X yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so clever, man. It's so clever because every gamer watching that knows what they've done in that. They're uh, like, Alex oh Jones, shit, this is PlayStation. You've got it wrong. The, the, the best thing about that whole thing was <laughs> trying to figure out how much Jeff Keighley was getting paid every time he said, powered <laughs> by Unreal Engine. Because honestly, it, it sounded like he'd ask a question and you would finish the question, but then you'd remember that he had to say, and he'd be like, Powered by Unreal Engine, of course. It's like oh, fucking <laughs> like, hell. It's like every 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 second sentence powered by Unreal Engine. It's like come on. What well, I think that he should. Oh, uh, um, he's probably taken a leaf out of Jamie's book because Jamie now has a saying that when you say it, you have to pay him so two dollars. Yes, that's true. Uh, Anyone gonna say it? Anyone gonna say it? I can't quite remember exactly what it is. So yeah, it's, it's it's not the. Oh my! It's God. not the boat. It's not the motion. Was it? <laughs> it's not the motion. not the boat. It's not the boat. I'm waiting. I'm not going to help you out. You're on your own here. Oh, no, I've forgotten it. Look, I can't Jonesy, remember. You don't know what's going to float your boat <laughs> till you push it out to sea. That's the one. That's like the one. It. I like There it. you go. Oh, I can't tell you I how knew it, really. I just now. didn't want to say it. 
because I didn't want to owe you another two dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you played yourself, um, Jamie. We digress. So, yeah. All right, look, let's move on, okay? Because <laughs> from looking at new stuff to looking at old stuff with the new uh, shiny veneer, Mafia Trilogy has been announced, which means a bundle is coming with one, two, and three. And one and two seem to be uh, remasters, remakes, whatever you want to call them, running on the Mafia 3 engine. So we're talking about faithfully recreated with expanded story, gameplay, and original score. This is the Mafia you remember and much more. And, uh, oh, it's a little, it's this, a little this rhyme. Is it's a little poem. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Score. This is much cool. more. It, it was cool. Uh, the the trailer was was cool. Obviously, it's like yeah, okay, cool. Mafia one and two, like sure, you know, remastered. Uh, and I was saying to Jamie that when I saw those screenshots, that's when I got properly excited about it. When I could actually like examine the detail, and then and then my mind started filling in the blanks of recalling my memories of playing Mafia 1 and 2 and now saying, yeah, yeah but it, it now looks like that. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it seems like that's where the bulk of the work has gone, right? I mean, with all, I, I don't think they've talked much, if at all, about doing anything to Mafia 3. And from what I, I can I, tell... I think the, it's the, just a case of saying, like, you know, why wouldn't we just include it, right? Yeah, right, like, call it a trilogy Makes and sense. put it in Makes there. Sense. But I don't think there's going to be, like, a re-release of Mafia 3 like there will be with the other two. Yeah. The Mafia 2 one looks is, is a remaster, but, yeah, the the original the, one, that's yeah, the Mafia what one like is remake. Fucking and you're right, those screenshots time. that I think leaked via the Microsoft store, if I'm not mistaken, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, they look... I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. We should be used it is to it ridiculous. by now. But we've never seen anyone do this... On an open world game, right? We've seen, yeah. you know, Resident Evil Two, and I'm sure there are a few examples, uh, but this is this is seems significant, yeah, yeah, really cool. I find this a weird one because I, I don't really have the nostalgia for the series like you guys have. But um, three, I played like some of it. I liked it, but I didn't really get that into it. Two as a remaster, I'm like, okay, it's a remaster. The only one I'm a bit excited about is that I could play one as a remake and kind of maybe experience some of what uh, people experienced at the time. Yeah, I'll be honest That's with you, Jonesy, I'm, that- I'm there with you at number one, like. If they were selling these games all separately, I'd probably just buy number one and be done with it. Yeah, yeah me too. Me absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched for playing I, number one. I mean, well, and I'll have to buy the bundle. Which is a, tra- <laughs> yeah. a travesty for Jamie because he fucking loves Mafia Two, and that's fine. It's a great I, game. Yeah, I think Mafia Two is one of the better. I'm mean, how am I going to phrase this? I think it's one of the better crime stories ever told in video game form. Okay. Uh, do, really- do you think those? Sorry, as no, one no. as a remake, do you think one could edge two, given that two is going to be just so a never, remaster? I've, I never played one. I've got no nostalgia. Oh, right, so okay, I've played okay. it in fits and starts. Uh, my a friend of mine, Frederick, shout out to the Yorgmeister. He had <laughs> Mafia, uh, uh, and I played a little bit of it. But Maf- it was Mafia 2 for me, was, was, right, was okay. the one. Um, I love that story. I love a lot of those characters. One of those stories, uh, some, it did something that Fable used to do quite well, which was that it wasn't afraid to... It didn't try and tell a story all in one block. It wasn't afraid to kind of like split parts out and be like, no, this character's going to go away and come back five years later and the city's going to be different and the cars yeah, will be different yeah, right. and the you know, different parts of the story set in different seasons. More cinematic really that was, way, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And of course, it was the classic gangster tale of the guy who comes back from the war and gets lured into a life of crime initially to protect his family, and then there's lots of all kinds of betrayals and all that Italian-American, all, all the kind of classic 
yeah, Scorsese-style shit, basically. All the tropes. It, 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 yeah. it kind of reinforced the feeling that I got with Mafia 3, which is like, what the fuck is this? Why have they <laughs> gone down this? It's the same, but different. On the one hand, I, I get it, but on the other hand, it's just like, <clears throat> you didn't really need to kind of do that. Do you know what the fucked up thing is, though, is that the hands down the best part of Mafia 3 is Link and Clay and his story. Like, yeah. the cutscenes yeah. in that game and a lot of the storytelling are really well done. They've kind of got this faux mockumentary-style thing where one of the side characters is kind of relaying a story to a court, basically, um, and you're almost seeing flashbacks. I, I thought Lincoln was a really likable protagonist, but the structure of that game in terms of the actual gameplay itself was fucking horrible. Just a disaster <laughs> in terms of the design decisions there. That's that's the issue I had with three was like, exactly like you say. Uh, the story was wicked. I was really I was enjoying it, but I found it like a chore to try and play. Yeah, and so I just kind of ended up falling off of it. But like, oh, but as you said, the story and the way they tell the story is great. Yeah. But no, the idea of going back to one and like having a remake, I'm well up for that. I think it would be quite exciting yeah. to get my hands on. Yeah, yeah, it should be cool. And you're right, Chris. Those screenshots. Man. We need to see it in motion, but well, really impressive, really yeah. impressive stuff. Right, okay, well, so we're going from uh, one remake to another, which I, I'll be honest, as excited as I am for this, I am at the same time getting remake and remaster fatigue here, but it's all right, like, oh. let, let's get into what it is. It is, of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which is fucking quality. I'll be honest, Chris, I feel none of that fatigue. This was... You know what? If Ghost of Tsushima looks good this this evening, this afternoon, whenever it is, yeah. this, this might be one of my favourite weeks ever. Wow. Oh. Okay, yeah, fair, fair enough. Oh. That just a, a heads oh. up that at the time of recording, this Ghost of Tsushima uh, uh, state of play has not played out, so we don't know what that is. We'll be discussing it next week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's in about I think it's in about six seven hours, isn't it? For us, something like nine that, o'clock. Yeah, yeah nine o'clock. Uh, Crazy. But yeah, so Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two, obviously the <coughs> legendary games, uh, with two obviously being better than one. Obviously, fight me. Um, but what was what was great and about this? Be, and three was, being uh, better than two, right, Chris? Sorry, what? And three being better than two, right, Chris? Some might say. Oh. Wasn't a hard um, no. The the best thing about this was obviously. Uh, I think this was like one of the first kind of big Jeff Keighley, I'm going to announce a fucking game thing, right? And fucking Tony Hawk broke the embargo himself like 10 minutes earlier by just fucking tweeting yeah. it. Yeah. But it was also... Can you, you can see... You, is that... Oh, is, but, okay, it's got his name on it. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I mean, Come on. He's licensed... No, I, I'm just saying it's really fucking funny. Yeah. And also, he's got this weird thing, I don't know if you guys saw, apparently at some point in time, you could give Tony Hawk your phone number and he would send you texts and apparently (laughs) the text that told people this game was coming went out also about an hour before the live stream. (laughs) I mean, everything about this this project was the worst kept secret in the skateboarding world, it seemed. Because, I mean, I'm not wanting to kind of throw in the classic cliche of what skateboarders are like, but how many leaks have there been in the last six months of people going out there being like, yeah, a, just did some motion capture for the, the new Tony Hart and all the bands are like, <laughs> yeah, we just did, so, you know gave some tracks over for the new Tony. Like, everyone knew something was coming, but I still think this is really cool. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. So Surely Tony Hawks needs something, doesn't he? What, what's the last thing he did? Like, it's been a while. Uh, I don't think he needs anything, but yeah. <laughs> um, but true. yeah, some cool things, right? So obviously the majority of the OG songs will be present. 
Uh, I don't know what percentage majority means, but there's some some heavy bangers uh, that yeah. were shown off in the trailer and the build-up to the trailer. Um, local split-screen and other multiplayer modes, Crater Park and Skater are back in the game, uh, and uh, Vicarious Visions are aiming for a faithful remaster with a bunch of former Neversoft devs working on the game. And mm-hmm. hey, Endless Combos are possible. It's coming out September 4th. That sounds like I was paid to say all of that, but I wasn't. So there you go. You're welcome. Unfortunately. <laughs> if, you want us to, if you want a pair to say things like that, we're very easy to reach out to. You can find our... No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, can I, ju- I just say, because this is a really weird one for me. I never played any of the Tony Hawk games, ever. But are you having worked me? with you... No, no, none, ever. Like, never. The closest I've come was Airblade. <laughs> like, I've never gone anywhere near Airblade. them. Airblade? <laughs> Um, was it the PlayStation 2, I guess? Oh, um, my God. What about Aggressive Inline? I'm, I'm sorry, mate. What about Aggressive Inline? No, I've never played any of any anything like this. B- I literally B- went Cool collection. Borders. I literally went Cool Borders and Airblade, and that is the extent wow. of this sort of, like, wow. border games. I'm psyched for these two games purely because of you guys. Hell yeah. Having worked with you for like the last five years or whatever it is, you've banged on relentlessly about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Is that I'm actually looking forward to these coming out and picking them up and playing them for the oh, first time. Dude, so it, it, it's it's good. Thank and you. As long as they don't fuck up the, the kind of remaster, which apparently they haven't. Uh, apparently it feels exactly like the way it felt. As you remember it, I'm sure updated somehow. Uh, but it, I'm hoping that like if this does well then EA might take a look at it and be very money hungry and be like, you know what? So here's SSX and here's Need for Speed Underground remasters. I would fucking what? cream. Oh, sorry, okay. I, Surely I thought, this I is just going to go in a different direction with that, Chris. I thought you were going to say that EA would look at this and make Skate 4 and I was about to get very excited, but then you... Uh... Well, that's what I was thought. I thought you were going to say the same thing. Oh, yeah. probably that too. Who knows? <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. EA have a lot going on that they could remaster, some of which they are going to remaster. We just need to... It, it, I hate the idea that we have to keep buying shit like that to send that message, but ultimately that is kind <laughs> of how it works. Yeah. But yeah, no. I'm I also, I also to... just realised that I said I'm, I'm getting remaster fatigue, and then in the very next sentence I basically said, you oh asked yeah, them. give me a oh, fucking dude, like, SSX tricky. <laughs> between, I'm not keep begging for them. Bet- by the end of the summer, we could have had the announcements of a Mafia trilogy remaster, or at least the first two, yeah. Tony Hawk's one or two, and the Mass Effect trilogy. Like I'm becoming dangerously close to only playing remasters and remakes. And, for, yeah, and we've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Oh, so. yeah, and, and Resident Evil 3 is the other another game I finished this year. Like yeah. We are really are the biggest suckers imaginable where they just have to give it a bit of a spit polish and make it look shiny <laughs> and we're like yep yeah, I'm there I'm doing it yeah but I think it, it's not going to be too long and we're going yeah, we're going to reach peak game peak in not game. too long peak game it's going to be the the games that come out that you sort of like want to or feel like you have to play it'll be more hours in the games than there would be in the year so no one will be able to play all of the games oh right and yeah shit oh. Jamie's going to be like losing his mind because he's like <laughs> I've just 24-7 and I can't finish one I think, game I think and if that's the definition of peak game then weirdly enough we've actually been past peak game like you go back 10 years 15 years ago that like PS2 era that was peak game where you couldn't play everything that was coming out where you had I don't only if you spent like 100 hours into an online game, maybe. But no, no, no. About no. Like you, go back, you go back to when... I was having a conversation about this with someone the other day. You go back to when AA games were viable and publishers like THQ and Midway 
were pumping out games for for fun, and also Japanese developers were far more. I wouldn't say pro- what's the um, prolific than they are now. Yeah, there yeah. was definitely right. a time in the PS2 where you could not play everything. Like there were like, oh. fucking ten games a week for it. Felt like. <laughs> well, hopefully we get on our way back there. There was nothing know, but good games like, constantly. Like all of this is really cool, but it, and this is going to sound weird because obviously I'm I'm like I'm excited about a Mafia One remaster as an example, but it also kind of makes me feel like fuck it, man, just. Don't do this. Just make a Mafia Four. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Or, or just just release another Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You know, where you can actually have some fresh ideas. Because the the one thing that was exposed, the title the most was probably Spyro Remastered, right? Or Reignited, whatever they fucking called it. Reignited, yeah. And and with that was like, oh yeah, okay, this game is still fucking a PS One game. Like you're never gonna get away from PlayStation One fucking game mechanics. The same with um, yeah. Oh, fuck, what was that dude? But anyway, Crash. Yeah, another one of the rumors coming out is um, Diablo Two remastered or Diablo Two Re- resurrected, as it's been. Uh, yeah, I've seen before. a lot of talk about that. Okay, like Diablo Two, as I mentioned at the top of this podcast, it was a game that I was so into that I almost failed high school because of, like. I, am I going to be play that? Am I going to be excited about that? One hundred percent. But I don't know. Just fucking hurry up with Diablo Four. Like, just let's yeah. get let's get new shit. Like, or even new IP. Like, if they if they're struggling with a with another one, um, which is what's happened a lot, I suppose, in yeah. gaming is that they've released the new one and then they str- it really struggles. It's not what people wanted. I'd like to just see some new IP as well, which we're obviously seeing coming out. You know, in the moment. Um, uh, I, I just, still new IP I just kind of feel out, but... like we're in a really weird kind of era for gaming. Like, like don't get me wrong, we've we've got some some good stuff coming out this year. We've got Cyberpunk, which is like wholly original in terms of a game, at least. Um, we're getting quality sequels like Last of Us. We're getting uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is a new property. So it's not like we're not getting these things, but I feel like they are too far and few between. Whereas, Jamie, you say go back to like the PS2 era. It's like every release was that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like every release was like, this is a fully fledged proper sequel that blows everything else out of the water. Or this is a new IP that blows everything out of the water. Or oh, yeah. this is a new IP that you didn't even realize you would have liked, but it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It just kind of feels I, like I, everything is such a known quantity now. It's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of... Boring, I, I, I think we're partly to blame, you know, our enthusiasm for these properties and the way we regularly support them with our wallets uh, is what makes them so appealing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I wonder if we just, we've pushed it to the point where publishers and developers are actively discouraged from exploring new IPs. You know, you look at, say, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. What was the last Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game? I think it was 5. And what and what happened? It was a disaster. Yeah. Mass Effect remake. We're expecting that trilogy to be remade at EA, by EA announced the summer. What was the last Mass Effect game? Andromeda. Andromeda. What happened? Yeah. It was a disaster. And at some point, when EA are looking at Bioware and they're looking at their properties and they look at the list of things that they've got, they're like, right, it's either a Mass Effect four or Andromeda two or something new entirely, and it's another one hundred million dollars, and hoping that things will yeah. get things right, or it's just fucking remaking this shit and throwing it out there, and we know we're going to make bank. 
Yeah, but um, what's gonna what's gonna happen? So they'll release the 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 Mass Effect trilogy remaster, and then they're like, right, so we've done that now. Now we just have to continue <laughs> the the Mass Effect story. So then they're gonna yeah. have like, okay, Andromeda two. That's also gonna flop, and they're gonna be like, you know what? We'll just remaster the remasters of the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, but they don't but even it, need to do that because with the new systems, it's all gonna be like auto upgrading. Yeah. So then they don't even need to bother. It doing is that. a weird one for you. When we we're a super show now, but when we were yeah. at ATG, what was the product we were most known for? Six lists, right? Yeah. And what was the thing I can uh, maybe I'm speaking for myself here, but Chris, for you, what was the thing you were most tired of making by the time you got <laughs> to the end of your journey at ATG? Hundred oh, percent. Well, yeah, for the most six part, lists. six lists. What is the thing that everyone who comments asking for a specific kind of content still wants to see? Six, six lists. lists. What is the thing that we are now entertaining the thought of making <laughs> because lists. we know it's what people want? See, like it's a vicious cycle that everyone can fall victim. It's a vicious to. cycle. <laughs> um. It, no, I think you're absolutely right. It's funny you, you mentioned that, Jamie, because I think you're bang on. I think part of the problem is these days is your is um, people have the or companies have the ability to make so much content and make incredible content and massive content and expensive content, but it's so difficult to try and figure out what people actually want to see. Like you can make things all day long that you think people want, but actually. If you've got no um, guarantee that you're going to make the money back, I guess it's just so much safer to remake Mass Effect, the Mass Effect games, or to do the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two because you know that you'll. It seems to be anyway at the moment that that kind of tricks people into buying them. Not tricks, but you know, gets people who used to be fans. Like, look at Final Fantasy Sevens is a great example. Yeah, um, you had a guaranteed market already yeah. um, who are going to buy that day one it, no matter it's, what. It's low risk, right? Like because. Like yeah, like I said, the audience is there already. It's low risk. It's low risk that you don't have to worry about um, uh, releasing something that'll be panned, like a Mass Effect Andromeda. Although it didn't work out too well for Blizzard and Warcraft Three Reforged, which I still mm. haven't picked up. You know, even yeah. though it's a game that I <laughs> really want to play again. But yeah, like it, it's because it's easy and there's no risk and. But that's that's maybe the point I'm getting at is it's it's too easy. There's no risk, and without great risk, you don't get great re- reward, right? Like mm. the the reason God of War, uh, when that came out, was so fucking good was because they they took that fucking risk. Take the 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 God of War from Greece, put him in fucking Nor- Norse mythology, like fucking hell, yeah. yeah, it fucking works. If they were really concerned about like the risk of it and they're like oh no we don't want to risk it then yeah they would have just remastered god of war one and two and just called it a day but i'm glad that they didn't yeah it's funny because you look at sorry no you go for it james i was just going to mention the fact of um we're talking about you know risk and reward and trying new things i mean just look at Fortnite. like who would have predicted that like you know before Fortnite. um yeah. And they just said, oh, shit, we're going to make a cartoony battle royale where you can build shit and it's kind of mental and it's huge. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't I, know. There's also big examples of people taking risks and them not paying off. And I also think the other thing that's cyclical, like the, I think the whole risk aversion thing is, is also cyclical. It's just appearing in a different form now and... One of the, one of the uh, kind of eras of video games that I I talk about a lot because I think it's really strange to look back on. I think a lot of people have almost forgotten about it was two thousand and six, seven, eight era EA, where um, the publisher that are now known for their somewhat predatory tactics and their money gouging and 
microtransactions and annualized sports titles. You look at what EA published around that time, and it was like EA published Dead Space, EA published Skate, EA published Rock Band, EA published Mirror's Edge. And you look at all those four games, for example, what happened to all four of them? They all had sequels, and to the point where people either didn't like and or didn't buy the sequels. And I think... 10 to 15 years ago, we were complaining about risk aversion, uh, but the former complaints came in was sequels. Everyone's risk aversion tactic was sequels. Some people who never had to change their tactics, like Call of Duty and and Andy's annualized sports titles, ironically, they were able to keep going. But everyone else, it was like, we've reached the point where we've killed Dead Space, we've killed Rock Band, we've killed Mirror's Edge, you know? And we have yeah. to think of something new now. And um, what's what? What makes more sense from a from a fiscal perspective? Remaking something that we know people like, or going back in and developing that new IP and trying to sell people on something entirely new? I, so I see where it comes from completely. And then you've got to imagine it's only probably a, a year, a couple of years, well, a couple of years, and then remakes won't work anymore, and then they'll have to go in another direction again. Yeah, yeah. games are, games are getting more expensive to make, but they're not getting any more expensive to buy. Uh, that's one that's thing very that gets talked about. This is the one thing that kind of stood out to me with uh, the Unreal Engine <clears throat> 5 reveal. It's like, oh, yeah, you can have like Pixar quality assets in, in your game. And I'm just thinking to myself, how much is that going to fucking cost these, <laughs> these studios? <laughs> right. like, yeah. like you said, games are already so fucking expensive right now to make. Like, if, if, you, if you want to be on the triple A or even like the, the emerging quadruple A that people are kind of. I'm trying to coin yes. the phrase, I've like, seen it. You know how much is that going to fucking cost, and how how destructive is that going to be if it turns out to be like a Mass Effect Andromeda? Nah, did you miss? You're missing it, right? So what you do is you have to be a designer sitting at home with Blender making it yourself, and then you just chuck your assets into your game. That's how that's how it works. Yeah, Completely exactly, unoptimized. Yeah, yeah. and that's how Every, it's going to be. Everybody's got ZBrush, right? So you know. Yeah, <laughs> there are probably going to be some elements of UE5 that make stuff faster and cheaper and more accessible. But like generally speaking, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, and I could easily see a trend where five to ten years down the line, we are more than ever looking at first-party console manufacturers like Microsoft and Sony, who have the ability to offset the creation of new IPs and big AAA or quadruple A titles against the money and the revenue they're generating by selling consoles. And they're going to be the ones we look to as, I mean, there is obviously Ubisoft aren't going to stop making their kind of games. And, um, and to what extent you can agree that like EA are still making games like that. They are every now and then like maybe one or two a year. I, I don't think that stuff's necessarily going to slow down. I just think we're going to become less reliant on the third parties to produce the really star-studded things, and then more and yeah. more it's going to be Sony and Microsoft that kind of blow us away. Yeah, I agree with that. Because they've got the money to to bankroll yeah. it, right? With with the exception of people like um, Rockstar, who I think will, for the most part, continue to make Rockstar games. Yeah. And yeah. they are the most expensive games ever made, usually, whenever there's a new one. And... Uh, for good reason, because they make the most money probably ever as well. <laughs> yeah. Apart from maybe Tetris or Minecraft. Just yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So moving on to our last two bits of news. They're, they're kind of related to each other in a way because uh, they're both PlayStation rumors. 
So uh, the first one is that, uh, well, not rumors, just news. The first one is that PlayStation is rumored to actually release the PS5 in October. This comes according to a PlayStation Japan list, uh, job listing, but it has since been taken down and refuted and said that the date was put there from a jo- from a, like a, a recruiting company in error. So yeah. that's about right, though, isn't it? October that's should be thing. about that's right early, with the time. Dude. That's early. It is early, well, okay, no- but- November, but but still, I would have said November, but October's not that much earlier. Well, that's the yeah. fucking thing. Like, who who? I think a lot of people agreed that October's early. Who doesn't think that both of these things are probably going to come out in November? Like, it's not that yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like when <laughs> I was losing my mind a few weeks ago. You mentioned GTA Six already, Chris. Yeah. When people are like GTA Six is in development, <laughs> it's like obviously no one likes money more than Rockstar. Do you really think they're kind of twiddling their thumbs, going? You guys, should we do another one? Like, do people want another G? Like, of course it's in fucking development, you fucking idiot. It was probably in development, like, before GTA V was released. Because they probably yeah. already started thinking right. about it. Well, yeah, probably. Oh, well, that's how it usually goes, right? Yeah, um, or at least before Red Dead 2, certainly. There was another one. I'm, um, st- I'm still maintaining they're going to get delayed until next year. I'm, I'm, no, not a chance. It's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. It's interesting. But, Phil Spencer, yeah. I think it was Phil Spencer anyway, uh, was at an interview in the last couple of days where he speculated, I'd be curious to know what you two think about this, <laughs> that mm. we will start to see the effects of the coronavirus oh, next on year. the video games industry yet yeah, in 2021, where all of a sudden, like, things that were meant to happen this year will still happen this year, but then there might be a period next year where... For example, the games that had development disrupted at the moment, they start to get knocked on, and all of a sudden, things get a little bit ropey. Oh, totally, yeah. It's it's an in, in inevitability. I'm, so I'm still going to be the pessimist. I know I've said it before, and I know both consoles are supposed to come out this year, and I know, like, the, the K, but from what I've seen, it's, it's kind of weird. I think we're going to come out of lockdown across the world far too quickly. We're going to get hit again, and everything's getting delayed until 2021. In which case... From um, what Phil Spencer said, Jamie, maybe then that gets knocked upon until it affects next year and it affects the year after. And we're actually seeing well, it for another like two Georgia, years. I, I agree but. with you with probably the effects of the virus. I think there will definitely be a, a, a steep second wave. But I think as far as the consoles go, I think it's it's a done deal. So whether with, yeah, there's like a second <laughs> or a third or a fourth or a fifth fucking wave, yeah, like... Four fifths of the of the Earth's population could just fucking go up in smoke. Those consoles will still come out in yeah. in you know end yeah, of the even year. Even if there's only one Shineman left putting it together piece <laughs> by piece on his own in a factory, one at a time. Yeah, there's he'll one. It, he'll make it happen. Also, you kind of you kind of have to think of it this way, Jonesy. Like the the consoles themselves are platforms for other companies to do their stuff. So yes, if 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 a PlayStation partner is like my game is ready. We've agreed it was going to be a launch title. If it doesn't get launched in November, I'm just going to fucking sue you because I'm going to lose yeah. like millions of dollars. So yeah, you're probably the, right. You're the probably platform right. needs to come out in order for everything else that's orbiting around it to kind of be released. I think we've even said it. I think you guys even said before, like even if it's a lot smaller release, it'll still have to come out. Like they're going to oh, have to do it, 100%. and they'll well, have to produce those. If, if it wasn't coming out, we'd by now we would know. They yeah, would sure. communicate. Right. They would temper the expectations. They would say, "Listen, you know, our, our supply chain just isn't there. It's not going to happen." The other thing they both have to contend with is that both manufacturers are still scared of each other. 
The last thing either <laughs> one either of them want to do is be like, actually, yeah, we're going to delay six months and come out in the summer of twenty twenty one, and give the other one a platform to be like, stock and demand like stock will be very low, demand will probably be quite high, but yes, we're still coming out this Christmas. Yeah, I'll tell you something. If the Xbox Series X comes out in November and the PlayStation Five doesn't, guess what I'm playing. This Christmas, yeah, an Xbox true, Series man. X, like there's no, yeah, yeah. no question. Now, I, I think what, a lot I, of people would wait, but I think there'd be a fair amount of people, as happened in 2005, where that year advantage was enough for the 360 to gain more ground than people thought it would. I, I tell you what, I've seen hard advertising for in the past sort of month is the Stadia on YouTube. <laughs> every advert They're I get is the goddamn away. Stadia. They're basically yeah. They're trying. They're going hardcore on that. Are they now. still doing and that thing where it's like free if you've got a Gmail account? Or I think so. And you know yeah. what? I like. I basically signed up for it, and it wanted me to put my credit card information in, and I was like, nah, I, can't be <laughs> I I did sign up. I've got a Stadia account. Wow. Have you played anything? I played some um, Destiny oh, Two. No. What is it called? The uh, oh God, Samurai Showdown. Farming it's simulator. The, it's the crazy shooting one with the weird monster things where you're running around like dual gunning. Is it Serious Sam or something? Serious Sam. It may well be. May, maybe, maybe. Serious Sam is a game. I played for like te- like five minutes and was like, okay, this works, and then I turned it off. I haven't gone back to it. Fair yeah. enough. I, 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 why do I feel that that is most people's experience with Stadia? Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. I yeah. don't disagree. All right, well, Jamie, I can see you've maybe yawned for the 55th time in this podcast. Hey, so this is what let's... happens when you lot wake me up at 11.30, bro. <laughs> so let's wrap this up with the final piece of news, which is a very short, quick one to kind of round everything up. Uh, PlayStation has revealed something called PlayStation Studios, which is basically the, the name and the home for all of their new first-party titles. So... Um, all new games coming from their first-party companies are going to be branded as PlayStation Studios games. Uh, there is an intro that looks very much like a Marvel Marvel films ripoff, but fine, fair enough. <laughs> it, it does the job. Um, and yeah, so PlayStation Five, when it comes out, all games that are first-party will have this little ident in the beginning. And it's interesting because it kind of follows on from, I guess, Microsoft Studios doing a very similar thing. And yeah, yeah, Xbox Game Studios or whatever they call them. Yeah. They're kind of creating more of a brand around the idea that they have all these in-house studios making loads of games at once. And I yeah. think Sony have a very similar way of operation, but it feels like a lot of their, you know, first-party devs like Sony at Santa Monica and Naughty Dog and Gorilla, they almost feel a little bit um removed from one another. Yeah. And I wonder mm. if this is cuz I guess this is would be is his name Herman Holst now? The head of uh, Sony Worldwide Studios yes. took over from took over from Shuhei, who then changed his role. I might be getting that wrong, um, and I guess yeah, maybe this is some kind of like branding, some kind of initiative to kind of coalesce all this stuff together a little bit more and yeah. you know, create more of a sense of cohesion as we move into what could be a first party heavy generation. Yeah. Uh, so the reason why I added it into this, because obviously in and of itself, it's not that interesting. But <clears throat> you look at the PlayStation rumor, the uh, PlayStation Studios announcement, the fact that we are hoping to see some stuff from uh, from PlayStation or Sony in June. It just It's nice to th- know that, hey, 
PlayStation aren't necessarily not releasing any news. Like everyone kind of speculates. Um, they, they have started their drip feeding for sure, and it is a, a bit of a, a moist drip, but it'll, it'll, it'll get there. And uh, it certainly I, will. I'm just excited for the next couple of weeks. Like, who would have thought that we had so many things to talk about this far into the fucking lockdown? Right, we're um, going to owe Jeff Keighley a lot at the end of this. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, what? Yeah, powered by Unreal Engine. <laughs> so, of course, you know. I will say that, like, for as much as I was a big fan of E3, I liked going to E3 when we went to E3, and I liked the coverage we managed to do last year when we were live streaming along with all the press conferences. Yeah. If this is what the death of E3 means, that we get this seemingly constant stream of announcements where in this one week alone we've had the things we talked about, Unreal Engine, uh, Tony Hawk's Mafia, we're going to have Tsushima tonight, we already had the Series X thing last week, Um, and obviously there's more to come in the future. Um, I think Ubisoft are confirmed for July now, obviously EA and Cyberpunk are in June, Sony are probably in June. Uh, there's all uh, all kinds of stuff happening. If this is what the new look summer is, and I'm not going to call it the summer game fest, okay, <laughs> just going to call it summer, then, then, then I'm, I'm I'm down because this it really fucking gets my dick hard, as you guys know. That's why I've never been in the Discord so much. I'm in the game discussion chat every day now, being like, "Have you guys heard about this?" <laughs> Usually, yeah, I, just Cameron, who feels sorry for me, is like, "Yeah, yeah, we've all heard of it." Mate. I was I was thinking about it the other day, actually, like. On the one hand, it is, I'm there with you, thinking it's really exciting. But on the other hand, I think that, like, it, it's just a shame that there's no marquee kind of event. Um, but this is definitely yeah. the better way of doing it, without a doubt. Uh, I was also thinking, like, how difficult it was for us at ATG uh, before and after E3 to come up with content. Because there were always these, like, lulls right these quiet patches before and after e3 because everything is concentrated in that one month and it was very much a a case of like the month before it's like oh fuck what are we there's no game announcements because everyone is holding back until waiting yeah and then after e3 it's like well all the fucking game announcements are out and now it's just (laughs) a a waiting game until some of those games get released yeah so I'm i'm not gonna miss that that's for sure no, no, and it, it, from what I can tell, this does seem drawn out where we're in May now and we know there are things in June, July, and August, and I believe there's one thing, possibly Nintendo-related, that people think is going to happen in September, so, you know, it seems like we're going to have a year full of uh, constant updates of sorts, at least, yeah. which should bode very well for people who run a weekly podcast that wraps up news <laughs> and happenings in the video game Woo-hoo! industry. Lovely, right? Yeah. All right, and with that, one hour, 48 minutes or so, done and dusted. Oh. A little bit of a bumper edition for all of you fine... We had to, Chris, celebrate your return to the hot seat with uh, a little bit something extra for the fans at home. Yeah, I, I can skip it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, just... just oh, we'll, we'll hold down the fort. You could just same. dip in and out as you like it. Oh, I'd fucking love that. What? That's not what you're meant to say. You're meant to say, I want to be there every week. Oh, I really missed you guys. Uh, yeah, maybe. Do you, not, do you not like being able to talk about games? Like having a platform where you could take a piece of news and be like, this is what I think about it. Yeah, sure, but that's what the Discord server's for, right? Yeah, but there's something oh. about this that feels different. 
Different. I don't know if I can do this show anymore, though, given that Jamie just said hold down the fort instead of hold the fort. But, you know, we'll, we'll scare everyone. Is that not... You cannot hold down the fort? Yeah, I, I think it's hold down the fort. It's not. But okay. Hold that, down the fort. Why have I got that in my head, then? Can I Google it? Because it? it's, it's, an, Ameri- it's an Americanized... Googling? You can. It's an if Americanized you, version of hold the down, fort. If you do hold down on Google, the first uh, recommended <laughs> autocomplete thing is hold down the fort. Yeah, yeah, because it's an Americanized version of Hold the Fort. You're an Americanized version of a dickhead. <laughs> wow, and with that, I think uh, we'll we'll call it. So hold on, hold on, because we, we haven't done it for two weeks, I think. Do we need a, a code we need word? A, a oh, code shit. word. Should we, should we have Hold Down the Fort? Hold Down. Should we have Hold Down the Fort? Hold Down the Fort, yeah, I like it. There you go. All right, so Hold Down the Fort is the code word if you've gotten to the end of this podcast let people know how great you are that you listen to everything by letting them know in a witty comment down below if you're on YouTube or, hey, a five-star review on iTunes because in case you didn't know, we are a five-star podcast. And with that, thank you so much for watching and listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.